Hello, welcome to episode 12 of A Damn Podcast. I am Adam Sherlock. I'm Adam Pulcher. And we are joined together by... Taylor Williams. And... Andy Patterson. You want to come in a little bit, Andy? You're, you're kind of out My there. My voice projects. It does, but just bring I have it theater in. theater training. Okay. <laughs> so you're just going to have to bellow from hey. the back of the room. Hey, you need to hit that second tier up there. You do. Tell you what. <laughs> you do. That's very true. Uh, so last week we did The Departed. Would you Would you like to do this? Yeah. Um, we have Kurt Russell and today, or am I doing it the other way around? Okay, last week we had The Departed with Matt Damon, who is in The Good Shepherd with Robert De Niro, who is in Heat with Val Kilmer, who is in Tombstone with Kurt Russell. That's in The Thing. The Thing. The 1982 classic sci-fi horror extravaganza. Extravaganza, thank you. Yes. You're welcome. Yes, indeed it is. Word of the day. Um, <laughs> yes, indeed. Well, let's go ahead and, and dive right in, guys, because uh, we got a lot of ground to cover. And this, this is the first time that we've had a, uh, a quartet. Foursome. Here. Yes, a foursome. Mm. That's, that's a lot of dicks flying around. Yep. All right. Um, so let's see. Uh, 1982, John Carpenter, Kurt Russell, based on the novel uh, Who Goes There? Or I guess short story. I guess it wasn't a novel. Right. Um, it's crack. A little what? in there. Keep going. Okay, um, and it was it was remade in the fifties uh, as the thing, but I guess that uh, the the whole idea of the shape shifting and all that they didn't use no. in the first version of it. Really? And actually, if you go back and watch the original Halloween, that's the, the the original version of the thing is the movie that the kids are watching when Michael Myers comes to the house and all that. That's right. Oh, that's right. Really? Tasty, on TV. tasty yeah. tidbit. Yeah, that's a little little. Nugget of trivia there for you. I like it. So the thing, uh, essentially, no, I actually that's just my own. That's my own nerdiness. That wasn't even Wikipedia. Thank you, Wikipedia. No. Uh, So the basic storyline is: a remote Antarctic science team encounters an unknown creature that can imitate any organism that it comes into contact with, and that's pretty much it. That that's that's the whole. That's the plot. Maybe. 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 You, have a whole... you, could boil, you could boil it down to that. Oh, well, that's what I was... I'm just doing a... You know, that's you the, want, If you want to go low, bro. It's the cliff notes. That's the cliff notes of it. If right you're not going to watch it, then you just... Now you know. Now you know. Yeah. yeah. If you wonder... You're good. Yep. You're totally right. Okay, so uh, I'm going to kind of uh, just go point by point here, and then we'll talk about it as we go, uh, different scenes. We start off at the American Antarctic Research Station... Um, and we get we get some nice establishing shots. Well, you start off, you're wrong. You start off in space. Okay, man. that's true. true. That's true. We do start off in space. He's getting a point. I guess. I guess you have a. You, I don't want to step point. on your toes. <laughs> hey, no, man. This is this is I, your we, ball game. We just rewatched it again. I watched it uh, like an hour ago. Yeah, I watched it Sunday, and so we just watched rewatched it again. And I had re, I had watched it randomly like a couple weeks before that. So right. So you're, yeah, you're, you're totally... Fresh. Yeah, all right. So we do start in space. We see a spacecraft. That is kind of important. Too, yeah. So. I mean, it is, but if they didn't have that shot in there, like, it wouldn't it would be like, be yeah, right. you yeah. wouldn't be like, what is it? Like, you could be, be like, it's not from here. Okay. Um, it, so we start off in space. We see a, a spacecraft uh, enter the atmosphere and kind of burn up in the atmosphere and then... And then we go to the uh, Arctic station, 
and uh, which I must say is a perfect atmosphere for this kind of horror movie. You know. Oh, the isolation, middle of, middle of nowhere. Yeah. yeah. yeah well, perfect. and you, you, I love the you get these. Uh, you kind of go through these establishing shots. You see the size of the. Uh, of the the place where they're all working and you can tell like you get the great scene of Kurt Russell playing chess, chess. you know with the machine and then he ends up uh, cheating bitch yeah cheating bitch <laughs> and he pours his J&B He's into great. the machine and they're the only woman that worked on the movie uh, was John Carpenter's Adrian wife, Barbu. And, yeah. Adrian Barbu, and she did the voice for the computer that's right mm -hmm. she's great in the fog the fog and she's great in the fog and she's great in creep show or Creepshow 2, I guess. I don't know. I didn't see Creepshow 2. I you didn't? Creepshow. I was. <coughs> is that I the Creepshow Creep 2 with the crate, the monster in the crate? That's or is Creepshow that Creepshow 1. Oh, okay. I just, I, I, I usually watch them back to back. I gotta say, so Kurt, uh, Kurt Russell's gear with the, the hat and the sunglasses. Oh, the he looks exactly like, uh, what is it, Wild, uh, Wild Bill, the G.I. Joe figure that yeah, had the yeah. helicopter. I swear to God, it had to be based on that movie. Because it's the exact same thing. He has the sunglasses and the cowboy hat. I love how the hats like flipped up, extra yeah. like extreme, like flimsy, old, old, bill, old, uh, like, yeah. like prospector style. Yeah, you know? Totally. <laughs> so he uh, and so he's the helicopter pilot. We meet uh, some of the other scientists. Uh, we meet Blair, that's played by uh, Wilford Brimley. Mm. I think you have get your I, get I, your I, blood I, sugar I, checked and check it off. Yeah. I get such we personal make, satisfaction yeah. from watching him without the mustache. I'm just like yeah. staring at it him. Doesn't yeah. even look like him. He it's looks like right. a giant, angry, sweating cabbage patch doll. It's just like. <laughs> well, I think you got to mention too the Norwegian helicopter. Well, right. So that's we we get all the establishing shots. So when we basically see that these guys have been stuck here for fucking ever, and you get like the scenes where. Where they've he's watched that version of the Price is Right tape so many fucking times. He's yeah. like, I know how this one ends. He right. has to take it out and put in another one. You're like, oh my god. And then we get the Norwegian helicopter flies into their territory and they're shooting at a Siberian husky. See, when I saw this, the, I've, I've actually only seen like half of this movie on TBS once. I've never actually watched the whole thing before. And at first I was like, why are you hunting a wolf? Oh uh, yeah, a, a dog. Like that doesn't make any sense. Um, Not very uh, sportsmanlike. The helicopter. Before gas went really high. And right, so exactly. Like... Uh, helicopter lands. Uh, the guy gets the Norwegians get out. Keep shooting at the dog. The dog runs into the Americans' camp, and they uh, basically everything goes to hell. He tries to throw a grenade at them, and and it, it, it lands back by the helicopter, and the whole fucking thing blows up. And uh, they end up, uh, the one uh, surviving Norwegian, like, shoots one of the Americans, and then the fucking, uh, uh, the captain or whatever, uh, um, I'm not sure what his actual Name is. rank is, he but is he's the military. Charge. He's the guy in charge. Uh, yeah, it's, uh, I can't, why can't I think of his name? Crazy Albright. Al Eyebrow guy. Yeah. Yeah, crazy eyebrow yeah. guy, yeah. <laughs> um, anyway, he shoots the Norwegian dead. Um and they're trying to figure out what's going on, and they go to the uh, uh, Norwegian uh, base camp. Yeah, yeah, which has been. So I'm going to kind of, which you know, I'm talking too much. So let's. I'm going to break it down. I'll, I'll kind of give the beginning. I, I read and that, everybody uh, take it from there. That the Norwegian base was actually the American base after they shot that part yeah, at the end of the movie, and because they, they had to burn it all up and everything. Yeah, right? so yeah. It's basically remains of the. Uh, oh, and you get that great scene of the dude who killed himself, and he's got. Yeah. The, they go to the they fly, they fly to the base and mm -hmm. in, in bad weather and uh, they go in and the the whole base is completely burned out and yeah the scene that you're talking about they find the guy that's 
that's killed himself, or his wrists are slit. Yeah, and still, his blood is frozen because they're in. It's oh, like man. forty degrees, and his neck slit open, and mm-hmm. really gnarly. Yeah, it's yeah. really cool. Uh, I, call, I think I said corpse sickle. Yeah, came on. <laughs> that totally is <laughs> earlier. <laughs> so you get that, and then they find uh, the big block of ice in the back room that something had been cut out of, you right. know, and they didn't know what that was all about, and uh, it just looks like shit went to hell like something really bad happened and then they find this carcass of something that's been burnt right that they can't tell what it is and it essentially looks like like a siamese twin right? i i uh i called it the theater of pain guy you did <laughs> the theater of pain. Like two faces yeah. one's yeah. totally. kind of smiling one's kind of grimacing yeah. you know, they're both burnt you know and... well that's great that's exactly what it's like um so they, they go back uh, to the base, and they brought this carcass with them, and they put the new dog in the kennel with the rest of the dogs. Um, after that happens, uh, Clark, goes, who, Clark, who is the, uh, the dog handler, uh, goes walking by. The dad from License to Drive, in case you're wondering. <laughs> good call. Very good call. <laughs> yes. <laughs> This is, you're absolutely right. And uh, uh, he basically walks by the kennel and sees that, that something really fucked up is going on inside. Well, be- before that, that they put the dog in with the other dogs, and all the other dogs freak out. And then it, it's the first time that we see any of, like, besides the corpse sickle uh, and the, the burnt mass, like, some real good, some crazy special effects. For sure. Yeah, totally. It's the first time where we see, like, the thing, and the, and the dog all of a sudden starts foaming at the mouth, and blood starts and shaking, coming out. Shaking, and the and tentacles. And its face splits like, like, a, like a banana when you put your finger in the middle. Yeah, it fucking, yeah, <laughs> it fucking yeah. It fucking yeah. splits apart, and the skull falls off, and, like, yeah. Yeah, It reminds me of, crazy. like, a, uh, uh, like, some kind of a flower. sea anemone or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, like a flower, because, like, like yeah. and you can it's see petals. there's, like, sort of four points where it's Yeah, like, where the face, like, yeah. yeah, and there's just, it's just full of these tentacles. And, I mean, something you, you've never seen before and never seen again as far as, like, sci-fi horror yeah. kind yeah, of stuff goes. Like, sure. never seen anything like that, that that I know for myself, even now where I've seen this movie so many fucking times, I have a visceral reaction when I see that stuff. It just make I just feel... Like slimy, it's just so intense. And, it's crazy. And it's very realistic. It's and then, yeah, and so it realistic. starts attacking the other dogs, right? And the dogs are trying to chew their way out, and it's fucking them up and spraying goo on them. And yeah. the one, the really funny part that I always feel bad for the one dog in there because it sprays goo on it and not like it in the tech context of the story but in real life yeah because it looks so bummed when yeah, it it's blasted like, with goo yeah. Yeah. it's like oh, fuck what yeah. are you doing yeah it, it totally um, does but it starts killing the dogs and that's when the guy comes in and he looks in and sees this thing attacking the dogs and and, and he hits the fire alarm fire alarm and everybody comes running in to see this this scene of this bizarre bloody mass and it's absorbing other dogs and Kind of right. half turning into a dog, and they get well. And there's that scene too, where they where they talk about well, it. Sprouts legs. Yeah, it sprouts yeah. legs, but then it has those really big muscular like alien arms. Yeah, that come out, and it, it hoists itself up into the rafters. And that one, I was that's when I was like, dude, this thing isn't the size of a dog. Like it's yeah. as it as it starts to incorporate the other dogs into it, it just gets bigger and bigger and more pissed. And then that the the real actual flower thing that really does look like a sea anemone or something that comes out of it. It was so cool to to uh, you know watching the documentary about it and stuff like that later. That even though it does look like this big sort of suction pod 
flower thing, they said, you know, if you freeze frame and watch it, it's actually ten dogs' tongues but, yeah. with lines of canine teeth. Like, like, so oh, no it way. literally assimilated the dogs and then used those parts it assimilated Whoa. as a defense mechanism. Oh, wow. That's mm -hmm. crazy. So they burn the shit out of this thing and torch they, they torch it and then they now they have a second carcass and they take it in with the first now one. Now I have a question. I know the flamethrowers take a big part in like their protection through the soul movie, but right. why the fuck do they have flamethrowers? I we said that same exactly. thing. You know, I wondered that too. They're but, scientists. But, well, they're scientists, but this is what I said. They're in the Arctic <laughs> And everything is freezing. Like mm. I'm sure that all their shit frees up. Yeah, you couldn't burners. really have like wood and kindling and yeah, matches you, you and can't, stuff. You can't reheat, you know, and possibly to like you know maybe clear an area, like melt down and like you know like yeah, that's I guess the only that thing that sense. I could think of. I was just wondering. I mean, I I, it well, I said the same. Anything. But but for for uh, an Arctic. You know, research, research team. Post. They sure have a lot of dynamite and, and guns, guns and, and flamethrowers. It is surprising and, how much yeah. they have. The but. Arctic's crazy, though, man. Watch out! <laughs> Fucking walrus is jumping out. <laughs> is that right? <laughs> Wolves, polar bears are really dangerous, actually, in the in the Arctic, and and, and you're not really supposed to go. A little known fact: to the Arctic. polar bears are dangerous. And you know, you have to think for a for a. I didn't for a come bear. all this way for you to make fun of me. Well, you have to think too for for a bear that's lived its entire life in snow, nothing's gonna freak it out like a fucking flamethrower. <laughs> yeah, here's fire. You've never seen this before, and I'm shooting it at you. But yeah, I, I, I you know, just assumed that the only logical explanation was because of the sub-zero temperatures, and they need it to... Yeah. I can see that. I mean, I guess if stuff started icing over, like, doors and shit, and, like, you couldn't break it back open, it's not like you're going to go boil water and try... Well, I mean, it was... I mean, you got to kind of suspend your disbelief a little bit, but, I mean, it's it really did... You do, but, I mean, it's... UFO flying? Yeah. That was real. Well, that shit's real. I mean, we're talking about... I mean, you know, UFOs is one thing, but, like, you know, flamethrowers in the Antarctic... <laughs> so anyway, uh, now they have two cadavers, and Blair is the first when he does the, uh, which I thought it was weird that Blair did the autopsy when he isn't the doctor. Yeah. I thought that was strange. I kind of thought he was a doctor of sorts. But the other guys, he's yeah. the doctor. The guy with the little gold nose ring. Yeah, what was with that? Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> like, the first three times I watched it, I'm like, is that, like, a, the gnarliest nose hair ever? And after a while, I'm like, no, he has a nose ring. I never noticed that. Like, he's really hip. <laughs> he's right. way ahead of his time. Way like, ahead of his time, yeah. He's oh, setting yeah. the trends. <laughs> so, anyway. Andy copied his ass. Uh, Blair notices it was an Im imitating a dog, and immediately he... He is really concerned. I mean, much more concerned than any of the other characters are, where he's just like, this is really bad, that, that it's it's imitating something. Um, so they take uh, they take the cadavers, they take the old cadaver, the Norwegian cadaver and the dog thing, um, Billings and Windows put it into a room and they're talking. Windows, who, by the way, is the same guy that was in The Warriors... Oh, is the it? one that yeah! fucking gets pushed. That's where he is. He gets pushed. Yes. He's the only one that dies. He's the one that gets pushed in front of the train, and then they yeah. never are like Johnny died. Like, I'm like when I was watching, I was like, I know that guy from a movie, and he's really whiny. He was like yeah. a little bitch. Yeah, like what movie both, was yeah, he in? The fucking Warriors. Yeah. Both of the the, the the black guys in the movie, we were both like, where in the hell do we know them both? From? Well, now that the Windows Windows is the guy with glasses and the afro. He's right, a white yeah, guy. Yeah. Now Childs, oh, right. yeah, the other main guy, Childs. You know who he is? Men at work. Well, not just that. He's big. <laughs> ass, ass. Yeah, he's yeah. big. He's big, That's what Tim. I yeah. He's the, uh, my favorite line. 
I know it's pretty, baby, but I didn't take this thing out to get air. <laughs> Rec room for a dream. Yep. Right, right. So anyway, that's Child's character. But so Billings and Window go in. Windows leaves. Comes back, and Billings is in the process of being assimilated. He has all those tentacles wrapped around him, and he's like, and he's like sitting next oh, yeah. to the thing. And mm-hmm. there's a great fucking moment right before that while they're sitting there talking, and there's the blanket over the one cadaver. And when they both turn away, you see it move, and you're like, oh, fuck. <laughs> yeah. That's a great one. Um... So then, uh, the the Billings thing runs outside, and it's uh, weirdly enough, it hasn't finished assimilating, but it's thought to put its coat on. I don't understand understand that because he was he was bare chested when he was sitting in the room being assimilated, and then he runs out in his coat. I'm gonna kill. Well, well, they did that though. Exactly, (laughs) they did do that though because they would rip out of clothes, and so that I think that he grabbed. He did probably did so that he could try and finish assimilating and and go and be like, hey, it's just me. But instead, everything's normal. But he's got the huge like lobster claw fucking thing, and he turns, and they're all surrounding him, and he looks at that crazy look and makes that like like noise. Fucking terrifying! Yeah. I don't know why. And, and the look in his eyes when he does insane. it is really good. Like, like I don't know how he got them to do that, but when he turns and he looks, he, he looks fucking yeah. Nothing about scary. him looks human. It's the same kind of like uh, look and scream as Donald Sutherland in uh, <laughs> uh, uh, Invasion of the Body Snatchers. Totally. Yeah. It's just like the ho- most horrible, yeah. non-human, completely scream. inhuman. Yeah. So fucking great. And so they torch him, and that's the point where they're like, "Oh fuck." Like it's it it can imitate. It's not just imitating dogs or whatever. Um, at that point, that's when Blair goes into his computer <laughs> and he he basically says, "Okay, if this gets to civilization, how long will it take for total uh, assimilation?" And they say, "I know, yeah." <laughs> and they've got the black and green screen and yeah. all that, but it would take uh, twenty seven thousand hours or three years before for the, all of humanity. Yeah, the population of the world would be assimilated. And at that point, he destroys the helicopter. The radio and kills the all dogs. the dogs, um, and they basically go in and beat the shit out of him and drag him up into the tool and they, shed. And he has the gr- the great scene where he's freaking out with the axe in the no. in the oh, control yeah. room, and he's just rambling like, "I don't even care. I'm looking at derails. I kill all you, fuck <laughs> y'all." And, and I love when he shoots. I love when he shoots his gun because he he lunges with it. Yeah, and you get the awesome. Yeah, it's like yeah. <laughs> yeah, totally, totally <laughs> old west. No, it's fucking great. Uh, <laughs> so now after that, uh, uh, Fuchs uh, Fuchs goes uh, missing. Fuchs, well, Fuchs <laughs> has a conversation with Mac, which is Kurt Russell's character, who really up to this point hasn't had a lot of interaction at all. He's content to go sit in his room and drink his JMB and get loaded. Yeah. Um, he Fuchs goes to to Mac and is basically like. I want like this is why this is why Blair went crazy. Like this is you know we have to fucking we have to burn we have to burn all these things. It may have gotten to somebody else, and what the reason why they think it did is they found someone's clothes that were bloody and shredded. Right. But it didn't have a name tag. And on. there was a scene earlier, where, yeah, where they, was, he comes in with the who put their dirty drawers in my kitchen. You know? Yeah, exactly. And, and uh, so you know that like one or more have now been assimilated, and so like it's heading into this into this area like that. Um, so they uh, uh, they go out to look for Fuchs, and they're out looking around, and it's the it's at night, and it's the middle of the storm, and uh, the one the cook I can't remember his his name the roller skating dude comes running back inside and locks the door, and they're like, "Where's Mac?" And he's like, "I cut him loose because I found this, and it was a part of his clothes shredded. that were shredded and bloody with his with Mac's name on it." They're like, "He's one of them," 
And so they, they cut them loose. And uh, at this which, point... Which means because they're out in the middle of, of nowhere and it's sub-zero temperatures, they think he can't get back. Now. Exactly. Like, he's going to die out there. And they know that the thing can be frozen again. And uh, at that point, Kurt Russell turns into the massive, massive badass. And he busts <laughs> his way back inside. And it's great because he's, like, so cold and he's, like, so pissed. Because, like, yeah, you got locked out to get, you know, to fucking freeze to death. And he's got the grip of dynamite. And he's got and he's got the fucking uh, uh, um, flare, yeah. and he's like holding it there, and like it's this really tense scene, and then uh, it's it's this really tense scene, and right then uh, uh, Clark is going, hey, it's okay, Mac, and blah blah blah, and like everything's gonna be all right, and he lunges at him, right? He's eyeing he's eyeing the scalpel, yeah, and he lunges for the scalpel, and uh, Mac shoots him right in the fucking head, pop, and kills him. And then, so now you're going, well, is he going to turn into the thing? Can he still turn into the thing? Because now he just got shot in the head. And right then, Norris has a heart attack. And they show, they, they, there's a little precursor to that, because when he's looking outside, he kind of yeah. doubles over. He's like, oh, yeah, he grabs like, his ooh, chest. Yeah. And I didn't really get that he had a heart attack until like one of the last couple times I watched it. I, watched it. I thought he just got like knocked down and then the thing freaked out. But then I, right. but then I realized, like, I don't know why I never got that, because I've seen it so many times, but... Yeah, he has a heart attack. He has a heart attack. Uh, they put him all up on the table, and the doctor grabs for the be- grabs the, 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 the defibrillator, and it is the classic scene in this movie, and it's yeah. one of the greatest scenes in any horror movie. And anybody who's seen this movie, even if you, it was when you were a little kid, this image is burned in your brains. He puts the defibrillator clear, puts it on his chest. Norris's chest caves in. And the defibrillators and the doctor's hands go completely inside of his chest. And on the edges of it, you see there are these giant, gnarly teeth. <laughs> and the teeth close and bite his off, arms off both of his fucking arms. That's so great. He freaks out. All of a sudden, this Norris monster with this snake fucking neck comes out of the chest with, with tentacles, tentacles and, and legs. And, yeah. like, and, they're, and they're freaking out and they're shooting fire at it and all this stuff. Trying to, she's trying to burn it, yeah. but it won't work. Yeah, so he's getting like... like <laughs> it's just not working, and so everybody's freaking out uh and then the head the, the head, head norris's head starts great. to elongate so there's not only there's like two heads there's one hanging from the ceiling and then his head starts to stretch and his neck starts to rip that's great and there's all these great tentacles oh, incredible and, and the whole time the head's moving and like well maybe we should take a second because of the scene yeah and the, the head eventually it flops on the floor it sprouts legs which is starts- my favorite bit of dialogue out of the entire movie is when the guy turns around the guy that's smoking joints and yeah. caught the entire movie and after he the head sprouts around, legs like, you gotta be fucking, fucking kidding, kidding me <laughs> yeah, exactly that's so amazing uh, I mean maybe we should take this opportunity right here to talk about the guy that did the special effects let's talk about the special effects because for a minute because they deserve yeah let's definitely let's, that, let's that get involved scene, in that uh, when you watch it like even today it the only thing that looks a little bit like kind of hokey is when the head pops up just for a second though but i mean it, it looks so amazing that you don't really care no yeah but totally. when you're watching that head and the the tongue comes out and it lashes and then mm-hmm. that whole sequence where it sprouts and the, legs how and it, it sprouts them i mean everything about it, looks, it i mean even today like it it looks pretty fucking amazing it's proof that all these people that are just obsessed with cgi it's 
ridiculous. Yeah. That you can do so much. And I mean, it looks real in a way that even Gollum doesn't look real. Right. Because, it, it, because it is real. Yeah, because I mean, it literally is a tangible thing and it's so slimy I mean, it really and gritty. It proves that horror movies can stand the test of time. And I really wish more horror movies were like this one. I totally agree. And and the guy, no, no, uh, who knows his name? It's I want to say Bob something. Ron. Or, or Ron. Ron. He was 22 years old. Yeah, he was a young when, Can I you forgot. imagine that? 22. 22. Years, yeah. Um, he actually had to go to the hospital afterwards because yeah, he suffered so from exhaustion. Yeah, because yeah, he was working. I mean, he did the special effects in this movie for a year. And for an entire year, he worked seven days a week, working about 10 and 12 hour days. And, and he would just sleep that. on the set. Wow. And there was a big setback, actually, in this scene because uh, they wanted there to be, they were going to do a small fire or something, but the, John Carpenter wanted it to be more and of, they were a, using of a flame. Like, and, they were, and everything that he had been building the maquette with, the... Uh, the, the model, whatever that thing for the thing in that scene, he used a whole bunch of really flammable lacquer ma thinners, materials. And so when they when he, they said like a flash bar, it fucking exploded the whole room. Yeah, it burnt the whole thing lit it on fire. It. And so he had to, and it would hit something that he was spending like they had spent like two months. On. Yeah, and he had like three guys inside that table too. So they were like, everybody out, come on, fucking everybody get out. So. But yeah, I mean, you know, the, the really the special effects are just phenomenal. And one of my favorite parts about that scene uh, in particular is that, you know, when the chest monster bites off the doctor's hands, I mean, this is one of those, yet again, like, you know, people want to go CGI or they're going to want to go really complicated. Well, how do you make it look like the guy really doesn't have any arms after the monsters bit them off? Well, you can't use the fake arms because they're going to be too long and they're going to look weird or whatever. So instead, they made a latex yeah, cast of the doctor's face screaming and put it on a guy who was a double amputee and didn't have any arms. <laughs> or he had, he had arms, like, right up to his elbows. So everything from there were just the prosthetics. You know, and it's great. In the interview with him, he just says... You don't. You're not looking at his face. You're, you're looking, looking at, at these his, two yeah, severed yeah, arms, yeah, like yeah. like swinging around. And I even said when we watched it because I read that about that uh, mm -hmm. scene that it was an amputee, and I was watching it. And then right after I got over, I looked over Danny and I said, "Fuck! I I meant to pay attention to see if I could tell that that wasn't." I him. I've meant and to I, do it a bunch of. You just don't. And I forgot. Yeah. And the, and I, I love so busy looking at the arms, like oh, well, like, oh my god, yeah. And, and it makes yeah. the awesome gloop special like sound is all. Yeah. Oh god. When it rips his arms off. Oh, this yeah, the sounds. I mean, the special effects sounds like when the head sprouts the legs. It makes that like knuckle cracking sound. Like I mean, even like the when they're they're testing the blood. Like well, let's get so let's get to that. Let's get to that. We're actually right there. Yeah. <laughs> so that's so. Then after this, they've torched all of the all the all the new carcasses and drugged them outside and burned them. Then uh, at this point, Mac is still holding everyone else hostage, basically saying the line that is the spirit of the movie, which is, "I'm I know I'm human, and I would like to think that if one of you are the thing, or, or he said if all of oh, you are the thing, let me stop you. I you got the quote. Me. Okay. I actually, Put to put to the down the quote because it so sums up the movie. He says, uh, "I know I'm human, and if you were all these things, you'd attack me right now." So some of you are still human. This thing doesn't want to show itself. Uh, it wasn't. Yeah, it doesn't want to show itself. It what it wants to hide in an imitation. It will fight if it has to, but it's vulnerable out in the open. If it takes us over, then it has no more enemies, nobody left to kill. Then it's one. Right. Yeah. See, and that's one of those things. Well, and then right after that, Childs has that great line where he's like, "Well, if I was one of those things, would I know it?" And there's this cool element to that where, where you know, so much of the movie seems 
I mean, obviously there's these way over the top special effects, but other than that, you've got one set piece mm -hmm. and an ensemble cast yep. and a really interesting theory that you go, this could almost be theater. You know, there's well, this we were element talking to about it that, that a lot of the a lot of the scare factor was like in each person, especially that scene where they're trying to sort out who's who. Right. Uh, everything that everyone does could be interpreted as a guilty. Totally yeah, suspect. You know, yeah, well, and, yeah. and so let's, and I want to just go a little bit further into the plot, but then there's a big point that I want to talk about uh, uh, as far as the storyline goes. Um, so Mac is holding everyone hostage. He says, after I saw Norris's head sprout legs and run away on its own, makes me think that these things are not, the thing is not an autonomous unit. Every part of it is an individual. Every part of it is a thinking, feeling organism. So he gets blood samples from everyone, and then he's heating up this wire and yeah. putting it into the culture dishes of everyone. When they get to Clark and he puts it in there, it doesn't, the blood doesn't react in any way. And Child says, now you're a murderer because yeah. that because Clark was human, and I love the fact that Clark was the red herring. I yeah, love that, and even uh, sure. you know uh, on on the Rock Salt uh, uh, message board, I just made a a little comment earlier today. We're going to be talking about the thing. If anybody has any comments they'd like to say about that, write in, you know, write in tonight. And I don't know who it is, but Sea uh, uh, Bass or CN Bass oh, or uh, Circus Brown. Oh, okay. Yeah. A two word comment. He just wrote. Watch Clark. Yeah. <laughs> Which I just thought was great because that's this thing that's just red herring you're getting through the whole first half of the movie because you get that early scene we didn't talk about it where the, the husky is, is still loose on the camp and it goes into the room and all you see is the shadow of the person yeah, sitting in the room. Right. And then you see them turn around and then the scene goes black and you're like, who was it? The dog got to somebody and you just are sure that it's Clark mm -hmm. because he's, he's acting handler. so weird and he's a well, dog and, handler. And the first but... time that they start realizing that this is something that's uh, contagious mm -hmm. or, or uh, you know, transferable or whatever is when Wilford Brimley's talking to him like, how long were you alone with those dogs? Yeah, and he's like, why are you fucking looking at me like yeah, that? Yeah, like, yeah. And it's this great thing. And even uh, the, the actor who played Clark... You know, in the interviews, that's what he said, is that he was offered the role of someone else. And he actually went back to John Carpenter and said, I'd really like to play Clark, actually. And they're like, really, why? And he said, I, because he's like, because I can set such a tone where you totally think that it's me. He's like, that's a great character to play. Mm -hmm. And then I'm not. And, and so you're, you're thinking I'm this asshole and you're thinking I'm this monster through this whole thing. And then way after I've been shot and killed and all this, then you find out I was just a normal guy. I just yeah. like, you know, if he was acting weird, it's because he was paranoid because everybody thought that he was. Yeah. yeah. Well, that, that's what's so great just about the, the movie in general is, is totally. There's this, there's this feeling too that you get from it. There's a whole air um, a, a mood that's set by by the location, which Thirty Days of Night tried to to take. Yeah. And I didn't. But the, the, the comic, the comic, kind of reminiscent of that. The comic sure. of the, is it's a great premise, and they, and I think that they he Steve Niles got that from the thing. Mm -hmm. He got that idea from the thing, right? Because for the sure. mood and the, and the, you keep hearing a, a lot. I mean, in uh, what's his name, Neo Maricone, mm -hmm. did the good, the bad, and the ugly. Did, did, yeah, all did this the, old spaghetti westerns did the soundtrack. Did the soundtrack, yeah. which oh, is really great. moody and great, but creepy. Almost, I would say that the main background noise in it is the wind blowing yeah. the whole time, mm -hmm. and just this little whistling, um, and it sets this creepy tone that's the perfect. Uh, Backdrop mm -hmm. for this this character. It's pretty pretty much a character piece. Oh, yeah. what, and, and what you're saying about the plot, though, and just kind of the whole aspect of 
them getting killed off one by one kind of thing. And the great scene where he's recording and he goes back and erases what he says about nobody trusts anyone. Yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. When that. he's yeah, That's when Mac great. is is doing the tape recorder thing. Well, I think when you mentioned the soundtrack too, the 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 theme. I mean. It's probably the best synthetic soundtrack I've ever heard because it's so tasty. The way that mm-hmm. the different kinds of synthesizers that were chosen, it really is. And that and, and that 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 the theme uh, that's just that. Boom, 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 boom. Well, it's boom, like it's boom, just boom, 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 boom. boom. Yeah, and then boom, there's boom. that. So it's almost like a heartbeat in a way. Yeah, yeah. But it's just like yeah, it, it is almost like the Jaws theme where it's like it's just edging yeah. a little bit closer and edging a little bit yeah. closer. Yeah, that's great. I so uh, uh, we're back here. Uh, they're doing the blood samples. We just found out that Clark is human. Uh, they keep moving on, and then uh, uh, they, we get to uh, God. I wish I could remember what is the captain's name. Crazy eyebrow guy, and we'll just call him Crazy Eyebrow Guy. guy. <laughs> uh, crazy Eyebrow is saying. You know, uh, uh, I said he's the guy that looks suspiciously like the dude from Soap. <laughs> I will agree with that. I will agree with that. Okay, so yeah, he, uh, you know, he's Good he one. talks some shit, and Mac basically says, you know, that's why I'm going to do yours last because you're the only one that could have got to the blood and blah blah. blah. And he lays out all these lines of like why it's going to be him, and then meanwhile, as he's saying that, he's holding Palmer's dish. And he puts the thing in it, and it like and like jumps out of the dish, and it's the fucking most awesome like moment you don't see coming. You just don't think that something's gonna. He's already done a couple. Yeah, he's already done a couple. Yeah, and then this one jumps out of the dish, and right then, and they're all tied to this couch. And Palmer, who's the stoner, starts shaking and looking really pale, and like, and within about ten seconds, his head turns into like. This fucking snapping, like oh, yeah. mouth by print or like uh, what are those Venus flytrap? Yeah, yeah, like a Venus exactly. flytrap. Yeah, and and, like, and and there's just blood fountaining out of the top of his head, and he's still tied along with all these other guys and onto the couch. That's actually one of the scariest scenes in a movie that I remember seeing growing up. Yeah, and they were tied to the tied to the bench, and he's and next, like, and they're just like. Frantic, yeah, like, like get us the fuck yeah. out of here, get they us caught, the fuck out of here. And, and which brings us to the one part of the movie besides was a child that just goes missing and they find his charred corpse out in the no that was uh uh the guy that's that lo- the that's when they find the Fuchs. guy that looks like richard dreyfus yeah Fuchs. uh that bothered <laughs> me because it's like what what the fuck happened yeah. burned himself up and then this right here bothers me because it starts to freak out the bench rises mm-hmm. it's he's going up into the air and then uh, he can't he's like uh, Mac yells at the other guy. Windows, like, yeah. Windows. yeah. Mac and Windows, mm-hmm. Yeah, um, and which one dies? Uh, windows. windows. <laughs> um, exactly. I actually have that in my little trivia section. So, <laughs> so he, he yells at the other guy, Windows, with the other flamethrower, fucking torch him, torch him. Mm-hmm. And this is the the only dumb horror movie moment, like cliched horror movie moment. He stands there as it's changing and just is like dumbfounded, like no, I'm just gonna stand here and let it right. chomp on my face with its Venus flytrap head. And he drops like, his fucking the fuck? yeah. Like you, you just stood there and looked at it. Yeah, it's crazy, but you already <laughs> saw some fucking crazy. But at stuff. the same time, I totally agree with that. But at the same time, the way it sequenced looks beautiful. The way it shot looks well, beautiful because sure. you see it rise up in front of him. He's still trying to get the flame floor to work. And then he just gives up, and he drops it, and you see it hit the ground and start dragging back as he's walking away from it. And then the Palmer monster chomps his head and grabs hold of his hands. And then if you watch, you get about three scenes. You see everybody screaming, then it shows them. And he's 
lifting him and swinging yeah. him like a ragdoll, and you literally can see second by second after a minute, after after a couple seconds, their hands are fused together. Yeah, like he's yeah. already incorporating him, and then they light him on fire, and now it's both of them. And that scene, you're absolutely right. It's one of these scenes that is so terrifying. Something about him on fire, and he's swinging the second body around. It is just fucking and they're mesmerizing. And they're yeah, there's then there's like people still go. tied down. Yeah. So after that, they burn him, and then and now Windows is one of them, and he's starting to get back up, and so they torch him too. And just super gnarly, really awesome. And they drag him out, and they burn him down. And then they go back to Crazy Eyebrow Guy, and they try his. And it's the best fucking line in the entire movie. Well, the as he's sitting first. there. Oh, they do, chi- they do, they they do, do Childs, and, and he's he, okay. like, he lets him go. He's like, get me, get me, get me the get fuck me out of this chair. Oh, Tommy, get me yeah. the fuck out of here. <laughs> and, then it shows, and then it shows Crazy Eyebrow Guy, the captain. And he's sitting there, and they, and he's human. And he looks at me and goes, I know you men have been through a lot, but... <laughs> If you could possibly find the time, I'd rather not spend the rest of this winter tied to this fucking couch. <laughs> I always, it never fails to make me laugh my ass off. Yeah. Uh, so now, after that, they find out the Mac Childs, uh, Gary, that's his name, that's crazy eyebrow guy, Gary. and Nalls are all human. Now they go to test Blair's blood. They go up into the work shed. Oh, and we missed this earlier. When they're talking to Blair and they're asking if he had seen uh, Fuchs, and they open the little window thing, and he's Jared looks at me. He's like, "I'm all right now. I want to come back inside." There's, There's a noose, noose hanging. <laughs> yeah, I was gonna ask about foreground. that. Like he's already decided to fucking kill himself. I was gonna ask if that was like something that we, that was supposed to be noticed, but they don't really mention it. So. No, I mean, I think there's just like that kind of like at the moment he's ready to kill himself. But here's where we find out why he didn't hang himself and why he says he's okay and he wants to come back inside. They go inside. He's nowhere to be found, and they end up finding a secret passageway underneath the woodshed. Yeah, a Hoth tunnel, exactly. (laughs) Down to the planet Hoth. And they go down there, and Blair has been building a flying saucer, (laughs) a new one, so he can get the fuck out of there. And you go, yeah, he's not human. Like, that's why he wanted to come back inside. And I don't know if it means that earlier when Fuchs went missing, if... he was also contaminated and contaminated Blair. He was was out there the whole time, and, you know... They're, they're Still, there's that little window. I mean, it doesn't take much for you to get contaminated by one of those things. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, so they go. So they leave Childs back at the main camp. They go out uh, to try, and they find all this stuff uh, with Blair. And then all of a sudden, the power gets killed, and Childs is missing. He's no longer at the entrance where he said he was going to be. Um, they go down below, and now they're in this sort of spacious. Uh, um, uh, underground area where it looks like there's lots of gas cans and and like uh, I think it's where the generator is and all of that. Yeah. And so they're down in there and the they're trying to get the generator and the generator's gone <laughs> right. because obviously Blair took it and he's cannibalizing it for parts for his spaceship or whatever. Um, and Gary goes back, a uh, crazy eyebrow guy goes back and he's looking around and he turns around and there's fucking Wilford there's Grimley. There's Wilford Grimley. Oh, it, it's the it's the best like sidle up behind yeah. him. Seriously, you it's did almost not see like it he's coming. on like a like a roller. Yeah, like, they just <laughs> rolled him in. And then all he does sticks his hand sticks his hand fucking skin yeah, on his yeah, face. Puts so his hand on his face and you just start seeing his fingers moving inside of his cheeks. Fucking awesome. Sure. Um, I love that right right after that they, they show like in between and he's pulling him by his face. Yeah and it's just this one long <laughs> right. continuous tentacle onto his face. Awesome. So then after that and here's the other one that I have a little bit of a problem with Nalls just disappears. Yeah. Here's a sound, turns around, you see a shadow, and then he's gone. And I'm like, and it always makes me mad because I'm like, 
No, it shows more people getting devoured by the monster. Like, yeah. come on. So anyway, that happens, and now we get Do we, oh, now we get the Blair monster. Mm-hmm. Now we get the Blair monster, yeah. the 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 show off, the the showdown between Mac and the Blair monster. And we talked a little bit about this before. Why don't you go ahead and explain your reservations? Because I do agree with you, but with uh, the Blair uh, monster. Okay, well the Blair monster, it's the the one special effect in the movie that re besides the computer and a few other little like <laughs> cheesy things yeah um where you're like oh man that looks like shit yeah it looks like because it, it busts through the tentacles bust through and like they zip up and there's the plunger for the dynamite and it grabs the plunger from the dynamite yeah and when it's showing the tentacles it, it it's very harryhausen uh, totally it's like look, look i'm watching jason the argonauts yeah, yeah i'm like watching real, like, clash of the titans. titans yeah totally and, uh, and which is has its charm but it looks Totally for this you. movie, after everything we've seen up to that, for this to be the climactic scene, and you see that, kind of a letdown. Well, and and I read that he actually there was there was a bigger battle that they were going to film, yeah. But he didn't like the way that it looked, and so they cut it down. But then you have the, it shows him bust out of the ground after the cr- crappy tentacle. Yeah, and it's and kind it's the, of the amalgamation monster as like pe- parts of everything. Uh, in like when the chest the opens up and the dog comes out. Dog comes that's, out. That's getting Creepy. great. And, yeah. uh, and <clears throat> it's just like this bloody mass. It's getting mm-hmm. bigger and it's kind of like rotating around. Yeah. Which brings us to the, the greatest, I think the greatest line. Okay. Ever. The ever. greatest, the, I'd say <laughs> this is the greatest, this is the greatest uh, one-liner in a movie ever because it's so much more uh, realistic than if you you know like you just That's don't true. you don't do those like stick around or let off some steam Bennett yeah like it's not one of those where it's like you really thought of something that clever in the two seconds that you had no this is awesome because this is exactly what you would but do right right before it though he's lit up he's lit the dynamite so yeah the dynamite's burning and then the monster attacks him and he drops the dynamite but of course he sees it a little further away, and there's a little platform, and he does a fucking somersault. Hell yeah, like, he does. Woo! I'm Kurt Russell. I'm going to do a somersault. Yeah. He grabs you, he's got to have at least one. Yeah. I mean, come on. Any normal person it, would, like, just hop off of yeah, that we're not, level. We're talking about Snake Plissken. Because they've got, you know, <laughs> like, come on. Jack, Jack Burton. Would, yeah. <laughs> and he does a somersault in, off, holding the, the lit dynamite. No, right. Yeah, yeah. And he grabs it, so and, 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 what, and he says... Yeah, fuck you too. Yeah, yeah, fuck you too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Fuck you too. <laughs> it's so great. I just smile. And then when I we heard get that. to uh, you know, and once again, like everything about this movie up to this point is amazing, but it could have gone a couple of ways. And it was one of the you know, it's once again saw it when I was a little kid, but coming back and watching it again a, a, a little bit older, I was so happy the way they ended it because oh, they come so out the entire camp is blown apart. They have no shelter now, and there there he there's Mac and there's Childs. Ass and to ass. There's ass to ass. There's ass to ass. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Big Tim. That's and, actually what they did after the credits. Yeah. <laughs> ass to ass. They finished that bottle and did something <laughs> with it. Fade to black means something completely different. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. All right. So anyway. So anyway. Uh, they're both totally beat up, and they're wondering if each other is the thing, and they're sitting there, and, and he's like, well, if either one of us is, like, we're in no position to... Do anything about it, and he has his bottle of of J and B, and he takes a slug of it, and then he hands it to him. And something about him handing it to him, like now you can take it, and he takes it during give it to, and he hands it back to him. You just go, yeah. I mean, 
they're gonna die one way or the other and so even if the other one's the thing like fuck it man like drunk yeah let's get drunk and whatever you know and I've, I've, i thought the fact that they just left it open-ended was so great. fucking I was so cool. happy when they rolled the credits i was like no fluff they just let you so fucking just... cool seriously yeah, yeah. great ending and, and the ending the, the another thing to note is when this came out it did really poorly it opened up eighth spot right really because et opened the same week which oh, is another yeah. alien movie and this was just such a nihilistic like kind of yeah. shitty ending um, no. that uh, well I don't think well, well it know, just it literally not shitty, Hollywood but, yeah. but it was literally ahead of its time yeah. people didn't you know like that, that well you had that ending or you had E.T.'s you know like <laughs> the ship flies gay, away with the yeah. rainbow with behind rainbow. it <laughs> <laughs> yeah gay pride <laughs> all so, but yeah it, it but it's such a great ending it's so much better than if they had a cop and ending because you watch it today and you're like Fuck yes! Yeah. <laughs> like that's how that's that's how yeah. Of course, we're suspending our disbelief. It's a movie, but that's how it should end. Like everything yeah. doesn't just end up roses where a sled team of dogs show up in the middle, of <laughs> and nowhere. they're both okay. And, and, yeah, exactly. Yeah, no, it's wife so is much. There, or his old yeah. girlfriend or some bullshit. Yeah. Like it's just like yeah, we're. The he, he even says, "Well, how are we going to get out of this?" And he says, "I, I don't maybe, know. Maybe we shouldn't. Maybe we're not supposed maybe to. Maybe we're not yeah. supposed to." It's so fucking great, man. Um. Uh, what? You okay? I'm good. Okay. Um, a couple of little things at the end. Uh, this hit number 48 on Bravo's 100 Scariest Movies. Um, another funny thing. Uh, oh, uh, uh, another thing that uh, Keith David, the guy that played Childs, is from is They Live. Oh. That's it. Okay, that so we're right watching then. the movie, and we're sitting there, and we both had seen him in other movies, and he had mentioned Requiem for a Dream. Mm -hmm. And... Uh, and he was in Crash, and like a, a you know, I I looked him up, and he was like the one of the voices in Gargoyles, the series, right, right. Like a bunch of cartoon series. Like he played like you know some voice or whatever. But uh, both of us were like, no, no, we remember some military type. Like I could even picture the like. Yeah. Uh, the corrugated sweater with, yep, the, yep. with the, the pads and smoking a cigar and being rough, you know? That's what it is, man. There's yeah. that fucking 10-minute fight scene in it between him and fucking Rowdy Roddy Piper. Gotta <laughs> love right. it. Uh, my one last little bit of tidbit trivia before we'll go to a break is that I don't know if you any of you guys saw the movie Slither. Yeah, yeah. I love it. Um, uh, the mayor in that, uh, as an homage to the thing, was named McCready. His name oh. is Jack McCready. Wow. As an nice. homage to that. Oh, so I love nice. Slither. That's a fucking great I've one. I've heard that's great. Uh, it's hilarious, man. It really is. It's, it's fun as hell. Anyway, we're going to go ahead and take a break. We're going to listen to uh, the song Bumper Cars by J.W. Blackout, and then we'll go and do our lists. So, okay. all right.
welcome back uh, to our list segment uh, with Taylor and Andy. Um, do you guys want to do top five movie monsters first? Uh, should we do directors first, and then and then monsters? Or what do you want to do? I want to do monsters. Let's, you want to do monsters? All right, let's, let's do, do monsters. monsters. Directors okay. is probably going to be a lot longer. Okay, let's do uh, let's do monsters. Okay. Um, now, Andy, you don't have lists for both things, right? Yeah, I kind of jumped onto this thing at the last minute, so I'm a little bit less prepared than the rest of you. But that's uh, what she said. Very nice, Adam. What? Because you jumped on the. How did you? What did you take down here so that we can't go I back to it? Oh, go go back to the window. Sorry. <laughs> Sorry, we 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 have. Go, some to, go to the go, you know, go to file. Drops down. Okay, you know what? He's gonna deal with this, and we will uh, just ignore his clicking, and we'll start. Uh, we'll start without Taylor because he's not prepared. Uh, Is there another window? Adam, do you want to go first? Uh, my number five is actually uh, Guamio. Guamo? Oh, from, from the host. host. From the host. Very nice. So. Uh, that almost, That's a fucking that almost great made my movie. List. That is a great. It, it wasn't is, on my list, and then I, then I put it on there because I was like, because I was kind of going for. It is the no weirdest thing. looking thing. It is. It seriously. And, well, the is. best part about that movie is that they show they don't really show they show the uh, monster like within the first five minutes, so yeah. you see it through the whole movie. Right. And uh, I kind of wanted to try to stray away from humans a little bit. I have a couple that or one that's kind of a human. But mm-hmm. but uh, but I wanted to focus on monsters, and I thought it looked great, and the whole movie is just great, and I love the way it I, ended. I, I, yeah, I love the movie. I thought it was fucking. At first, great. it was kind of ridiculous, but then I was just like, "This is awesome." Yeah, it's kind of part of it is I, that I, it I is li- kind of ridiculous. I like that movie, but then towards the end, I, I kind of got it kind of got old for me. But when that thing jumps out of the water the first time yeah. from the and it like swings from its tail from the bridge and like yeah, and in the, in the background and the, it. It was epic. No, it was definitely great. Um, uh, so my number five is the Shy Halud, the Sandworm. God Dune. damn you! <laughs> that was actually uh, my number three. Okay. Uh, I didn't think anybody would have that. I had a long list, but they made the list because I changed just this it huge, because I like frightening things, man. <laughs> like I don't know what it is about the first time that you see. It come out of the sand and it, and it eats the little uh, uh, spice rover, mm-hmm. it, and, it, and like you think about how big that thing is because you see it earlier and like they're standing and talking next to the wheels of the the spice rover. So you think that's huge. So these worms are just the size of mountains, and there's something about that that is just terrifying to me. And yeah, sure. and when and when they uh, when you first see see them when they go down on on the planet, they said the thumper, the thumper, yeah, and it, and it comes out and you hear it coming and you're like, oh, what is this? And this giant, and it has the weird like three, and actually as uh, as as a, a a secondary underneath this, that's essentially the same thing, tremors done in different context. Yeah. No, seriously, it would be tremors. It yeah, would be, I, it's like smaller Earth and, versions. And before of that, the Empire Strikes Back, the warning. ah, that's on my list. <laughs> That was one of mine, the sand pit monster. Yeah. No, 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 no. Ah. Oh, that's Talking Jedi. about the asteroid, and the asteroid. Oh, the worm asteroid. asteroid. Yeah, yeah, I love that. Ah. You blew your load on the fucking list. <laughs> uh, okay, well, that's, Sorry, we're going to, this is what happens. My list too. <laughs> this is what happens when you get four guys in a room trying to do this. So, uh, well, that's that's fine, then we'll we'll just keep moving on with it. But what, 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 your, what was your number five? My number five, and this this will be, it's not anything amazing, but I saw it as a kid, and it scared the shit out of me. See, that's what most of mine and are. And it wasn't like, oh, that, that thing is so cool, like some of mine are, are that, but mm-hmm. it just 
scared me so bad for some reason when I saw it, and we, we rented it, and it was from Beastmaster. <laughs> I rented it, and I had a slumber party, which was awesome, and we watched Beastmaster and Predator, and my parents were Mormon, but they're very liberal and pretty cool, and and some of my friends went home, and then they, they my parents got in trouble for letting them watch rated R movies. Right. Because Beastmaster, I don't know if Beastmaster was, but Predator definitely was. So you want to talk about um, crazy eyebrows. But Beastmaster, Beastmaster. That guy, independently moving eyebrows. Oh, so, yeah. so Those things are all over his face like big caterpillars. <laughs> Anyways, we've got, uh, they're, they're the winged, they don't have names, they're the winged faceless monsters from Beastmaster. Oh, yeah. And they come up behind people and envelop them with their wings, and I then you hear all this like gurgling, and they digest them and then they just open up and there's just bones yeah fuck i totally forgot about those yeah awesome yeah those were really frightening the no face thing. no face and it's just like blah, 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 and then there's just bones and and, oh, and, and also i had to to do it so i could say this name on the air dar the main character from beastmaster <laughs> befriends them and they and, 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 and then at the end of the movie yeah, they end up helping him. Yeah, I watched it recently, so fuck you. Now, I've seen that movie probably 8,000 times. <laughs> to the point that I have a couple buddies, which will remain nameless for now, but you guys know them. Odo. They were uh, very, very uh, sticky with their hands all yeah, the time. Yeah, I know exactly what you're talking Odo about. and Kodo because they stole so much shit all the time. <laughs> yeah, just yeah. like the ferrets yeah. did. Just like Beastmaster's ferrets. Who, okay. who, oh, wait, real quick, I know this is totally off topic, but uh, the, the guy that plays the high priest in Beastmaster, also in like uh, dodgeball and uh, what's what's the guy's oh, name? Oh, uh, 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 I don't know. I can't think of it. Yeah, but he's the high priest. Yeah, guy. yeah, yeah. And he usually plays like comedic roles. And uh, uh, Rip Torn. Rip Torn. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's who it is. And to see him in the Rip like, this Torn. Really... Rip Torn's the Rip high Torn. priest, and, and, <laughs> and he plays this really is like really <laughs> intense, like super evil kind of guy, and like always has the, like the one eyebrow raised. Yeah. Like, yeah. That's a very eyebrow-driven movie. <laughs> so, yeah. <laughs> That's a great one, man. What about your number five, Andy? My number five, uh, Alien. But on the but in the first, the first Alien, because I know yeah. the second one was like, okay, show me the Alien. So it was like the whole entire movie is nothing but Alien footage or whatever. Yeah, yeah. But the first one, I thought it was mostly scary because you never really see the entire thing that, that was... until the very end of the movie. And th even then, it's more of a silhouette or whatever, but you just see the... The jaws coming out of the jaws. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. I, I had a, I kind of had a two parter. Number one, and and aliens was my was my number one. But like I you, I can see your list now. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Don't worry about it. I'll get there. What is, so okay, I'll, I'll, use, right. I'll use I'll use an use, alternate. You, yeah, use I'll the use alien. my alternate. But the, the Geiger alien or Giger or however the hell you say his name yeah. um, is so pissed off. Yeah. And uh, I think that it's, I mean, I didn't use anything from The Thing because that would obviously be yeah. a giveaway, but I think it's on par oh, yeah. with The Thing oh, yeah. it's because one of those how original... innovative design that it is yeah. and the, just the snapping jaws. Well, and, they had uh, some like seven foot tall, like Chinese gymnast that played him so that because he was really, really thin. And so they could put all of the really intricate design onto him mm -hmm. without it looking like a guy in a suit. And right. it didn't. It looked... It looked like an animal. It was, yeah, it was really frightening. And like, whenever it would, whenever it would like growl, open its mouth, like it was just like dripping shit, like <laughs> from it. And it just always looked so slick and yeah, and sleek and just, <laughs> just how that thing was. And I thought, you know, they, they kept the same design and, and throughout all the all the other yeah. sequels and other. But movies. none of it but really the seems the way it was does. Really it. effective yeah. because of, totally and, and it's sort of like in the thing where you don't 
really get a grasp on what you're dealing with for yeah, a long time. Yeah, 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 yeah. Because you, you see it when it's the little baby. Yeah. You see it when it pops out of yeah. the chest. Yeah. And then you don't see it for a while, and all you see is that it's molting when they find the skin. and Which like, is... Uh, connected to uh, John Hurt, one of the best dying scenes ever. Yeah. And also in Amen. Which I wrote, also which in, I wrote in about, I think, uh, John Hurt, that, that scene. I'm yeah. shocked that you guys didn't pick that for yeah, I, one of your lists. It was on my birth list. The birth uh, scene. Birth. Yeah, that was on one of my birth, <laughs> list, birth scenes. Uh, okay, so why don't you go ahead with your number four. Well, my number four is probably an obvious one, but it's one that scared the shit out of me when I was a kid and truly gave me nightmares. And this is the last person you want to give you nightmares. <laughs> but it's Freddy Krueger. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Hell yeah. No, that's a great one. Which Definitely. there was a lovely rap that was performed by DJ Jazzy Jeff and the Fresh Prince. Nightmare on My Street. That's right. That's right. Yeah. Wow. I remember that. That's yeah. Nice that's why you know. need me here more often. <laughs> no, it's totally true. <laughs> but you know, you know, it's Freddy Krueger. You don't yeah. have to explain much. So Nightmare on My uh, Street. My number four is Audrey Two from Little Shop of Horrors. Oh, wow. <laughs> nice. nice. I like that. just one of the really original like monsters. Yeah. Like you know, there was something about it, it had that feed me Seymour and like so great. do the songs and everything. And That's I don't a just, great one. I mean, especially when you it. think about when the movie came out, it feed looked me. fucking great, man. Like it would talk and really fast and like mm. the lips well, I would love move. That. That's like based just, on a play too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And if you ever see old musical. photos of the of the old like musical play, like it still looked like really well, good. I love like, Steve Martin in that movie too. Awesome. When I was young, just a little kid, <laughs> my mama noticed funny things I did. <laughs> right in his motorcycle. Son, you'll be a dentist. <laughs> All right, anyways, that's my number four. Yours? So my number four uh, was The Pale Man from a movie that you already talked about. Yeah, almost and, uh, made it on my list, too. From Pan's Labyrinth. It's definitely and, a good mention. And uh, that character is just so... It reminded me a little bit of the winged faceless monsters from Beastmaster. Yeah, no, I could Because he doesn't have a face, but the way that Doug Jones played him and the way that he walks and kind of stumbles. Oh, and then, like and the then weird when he, little legs. And he's so pale and gross looking and when he opens his fucking hands and puts them up to his eyes and, yeah. he's all, and his eyes are coming <laughs> out of his hands. That's terrifying. And, and I almost used another one from a movie that didn't come hasn't come out yet, but I figured it was along the same lines, but I wanted to mention it. Uh, was it's the Angel of Death from the new Hellboy movie? Yeah, yeah, it's it's awesome. a very similar design. It has eyes looking. all over its hands, all over its head. Yeah, it's like almost like a hammerhead shark head. Like, yeah, and uh, but just the just Guillermo del Toro and his his creations in general yeah. and. Uh, you know, I almost had Devil's Backbone, the Ghost and Devil's Backbone. Yeah, and all of them are just. I mean, it, it's just so unique and and distinct. And they, and, and they stick with you. Yeah, and the Pale Man, man, just one of the first time I saw that, it was it was really fucking creepy, and, and so I thought that was well. A great, like I had uh, mentioned totally on the great. podcast that we did, that what one one of the reasons why he drew that monster, and you can, I have a Fangoria magazine yeah. that has drawings from when he was a teenager that he had made. Of the Pale Man. That was how long ago he came up with the idea of this uh -huh. ogre. And it was from being in an aquarium when he was young and seeing, uh, I don't know if it was a skate or a stingray, and it's just that mouth and then smooth with those tiny little nostrils. And there was yeah. something about that just terrified him. Yeah. So that's why the face looks like that. But uh, nice. you're, you're number four? <coughs> <laughs> My number four is uh, Swamp Thing. <laughs> That's a good one, man. Uh, but I uh, love and the also swamp the thing. other guy, the the, the other the, the creature bad, from no 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 the other guy in Swamp Thing, oh. his character actually was a little scarier to me. The yeah, game, the uh, like a boar, like a, almost like a pig or a boar. Yeah, well, well, I can't remember what it was called, but 
I like this. Which also had Adrian Barbeau. Mm hmm. Yeah. I like the Swamp Thing. That's a great one. It's just a classic, like, like, uh, uh, EC horror style, like, yeah. comic book kind of a thing, too. So, definitely. Uh, my number three is The Demon Pazuzu from yeah. Exorcist. Exorcist. Yeah. yeah. Oh, I didn't even wow. think of that. Now, are you talking about when it's in uh, uh, Reagan or when you see the face? The face. Where it's all black yeah. and then you just yeah. see that white face. Best part about that, when she comes home and it's after, uh, and she doesn't know yet, but Reagan's pushed uh, the dude, the British director dude out the window and killed yeah. him. She doesn't know and she walks in and the lights are blink blinking on off and the phone's face. ringing. And it goes black for a second and like over against in the corner, yep. you see it. You see the face for just a second. So and creepy. fucking always that, scares that, the I didn't fuck even think of, of that, but I saw this The Exorcist for the first time in the eighth grade at a party and, and, uh, that really stands out in my mind because totally, I saw it, and, and, and it was a really weird party. There was like some kids in the bathroom doing blow, <laughs> and, and so I, and I was like, hey, "It's so your element." I just wanted to kiss a girl. Yeah. Yeah, I put on my I put on my Dracar Noir and this party up in my polo shirt and tucked it into my Jerbo jeans. But I saw it. I saw it, and uh, it fucking scared me so bad that I'm not kidding. I was in the eighth grade, and for years. Whenever I would turn off the, the light, like every randomly, I would just see a flash of yeah. that fucking face. Yeah. And I would just be like, oh no, no, it's just a stupid movie, Taylor. How old are you? Come on. You're, you're 14, yeah. man. Well, to be fair, that's called schizophrenia, and yeah. that's actually when it starts. <laughs> well, it's, uh, I mean, it's obviously what do I say scary. How things been in the last couple of years? It's obviously scary when it's in Linda Blair and everything. So. Yeah, yeah, but no, that face, definitely. Uh, my number three. Is Tim Curry in Legend? Nice. Oh, as the devil. That's a great nice. one. Yeah. See, I, I, one I think it's just one of the most. Tim Curry is uh, Pennywise. Is it? Yeah. Well, but, uh, and I just think there's something so insidious about him, where even though he is is covered in all this makeup and all these prosthetics, you still see that it's him. Yeah, I mean, for he, sure. It's you know, and he's he's so evil, but I mean, really, with the exception of a couple moments at the end when he's swinging his sword and all that. It, there's nothing physical about him that is frightening. It's just his presence that is yeah. just fucking terrifying. He looks and that great, great deep that. voice, and yeah, it's really cool. So that's that's my number three. Nice. Um, my number three was the Sandworm, but I have an an alternate. Okay. And uh, I think you guys have mentioned him before for some reason, but Count Orlock from uh, from Nosferatu, the original yeah. Nosferatu, oh, and yeah. then he's reprised in Count Shadow Orlock in Shadow of the Vampire. Yeah. Oh yeah. And, uh, as Willem Dafoe, and they're both just like. Even just those, that that old black and white, just the, just the way that he looks and the way that he moves, so creepy. There's really, there's really that creepy. iconic shot of him where he's Rising in his coffin up. and they have him rise up, like, and it looks like they just had him on a board and lifted him. But yeah, it's a terrifying and something about it being old silent film, black and white, and the yeah. hair is jumping across the screen. So sorry, we had a little technical difficulty, so there's a little blip in the middle of that, but that's okay. Uh, so yeah, so anyway, we had Nosferatu, and that was Taylor's. Uh, let's go on to Andy. Or... Mine was the Sand Pit Monster from Return of the Jedi. The Sarlacc oh, oh, the Pit. Sarlacc the Sarlacc Sarlacc the Sarlacc the yeah. In the original, by the way, not the fucking remake where all of a sudden it has a beak for uh, some reason. Oh, uh, I know, I know. Don't, don't, don't worry, we're today. probably going to loop back to that at some point. Don't worry. <laughs> yeah. Oh, Jesus. Yeah, no yeah, kidding. That, uh... <laughs> okay, uh, why don't you go ahead with I your number uh, two. Actually, 
really my number two. blocked that out of my brain for a while. <laughs> Sorry. Beak, sir. Sorry, I didn't mean to bring that back. <laughs> Sarlacc Pit's good, though. No, yeah. that's a fucking great one. The, guy, the, 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 the awesome sound bite of the guy going, Aah! Yeah, well, and it's supposed <laughs> to digest the, them for, for like 10,000 10, years. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like you wouldn't die long before then. Yeah. <laughs> oh, no, I'm going to be digested for 10,000 years. No, you're well, just you'll a... be fucking dead in like a couple days. You're in the desert. <laughs> no, you're just a ghost. Yeah. Like, oh, fuck. Digesting again. Uh, my number two is pretty obvious one. Mine all seem to be that way, but it's Jaws. Nice. Yeah, that was actually going to be on my list, but I ended up taking it off at the last minute. But yeah. somebody may have that, but you know, it's, it's one of the best. Yeah, man. It really it is. Really like, is. Spielberg really created a, a iconic monster there. Uh, Bruce the shark. And it truly, to this day, makes me scared of sharks. So I, me too, man. It it never wore off. It is just fucking frightening. I saw Jaws for the first time. The first time I went to visit my grandfather in California, uh, and I was probably like eight or nine, and the next day we went to the ocean. Oh, shit. Oh, Lord. <laughs> and we went to the ocean, and I, I was playing in the waves. No, Mom, I don't want to go in. And then I just could hear the... <laughs> dun, dun, dun. Oh, yeah. God, I don't want to go home. <laughs> that was a reenactment. There you go. <laughs> Black eyes, dead like a doll's eye. <laughs> Thirty right. men go into the water. Six came out. Nice. Anyway, What's all right. Your number two. Uh, my number two, actually, and I can see from Taylor's list. Uh, mine is the same as Taylor's. It is the Kraken. Are you fucking serious? Yeah, my number two is the Kraken. There is something about that scene when the guy goes out and he summons the Kraken, and it has the underwater shot, and the little fucking gate comes up, and you just see those legs like. And it was so fucking terrifying, man. Oh my god, it was so awesome. Because I do, I have a a fear of 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 water. It's it's a really rooted in my childhood, and and uh, something about that, the crack, and when when it shows like, and it's the best scene because you have the mountainside and you have one hand comes up, yeah, another hand comes up, and then a fucking another hand comes up, and then another hand comes up. It's a fucking four-armed beast. Nice. Awesome, man. I did not think anybody would have that, but I I cheated and had a two-parter. So, uh... What, that and the little fucking robot owl? No, Medusa. (laughs) I had Medusa and the Kraken from Clash of the Titans, because Medusa was so creepy. She was, man. She came around the corner and her eyes lit up in the snake hair. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I love when he cuts the head off and he has it in the bag and he lifts it up. Yeah. All all the monsters in that movie are awesome. Into the Kraken. What's what's the dude's name? Harryhausen. Harryhausen. Ray Harryhausen. Harryhausen. That does all the claymation. No, no, no. The the guy in the uh, the guy from L.A. Law. The Carrie <laughs> Hamlin. <laughs> no, the Here's the fucking most bitch in town. Like he does, and he was like the guy that. Oh, oh, was, yeah, the fucking. He was like uh, the devil, or the, or no, he was a god. He's uh, the guy that kept like trying to. Yeah, get remember? Him. No, I don't remember his name, but the, they the, when they have like all the little like chess pieces with the different characters, and the god Zeus gets mad and like grabs it. It's like Athena's son or something. Yeah, I can't remember. Who he is though? Yeah, he's fucking great. Yeah. It's just a great one, man, all the way around. Um, Good okay. call. I didn't think anybody would have that. Yeah, I had, I had a Clash of the Titans lunchbox. <laughs> I used to rock it. And I went out of town That's once awesome. on to Cub Scout camp, and my parents decided to have a garage sale, and they sold off some of my Star Wars oh, shit no. and my Clash of the Titans lunchbox, and I lost my mind. I don't blame you. I wish I still. How yeah, much I, money that'd be worth? Call him right now and tell him you're still pissed. Yeah, <laughs> assholes. If you're listening, mom, <laughs> fuck you. <laughs> Uh, Andy, you're number two. Uh, my number two, uh, The Fly. Ooh, good one. Yeah, nice. yeah, Dr. Brundle. Fucking yeah. A, man. That's a Brundle great fly. one, man. Yeah, that is that is seriously 
so terrifying Gnarly. and so gross. Yeah, that's another one very, very much gross. like the thing where it is. yeah, there it is almost vomit inducing in parts where you're just yeah. like, oh my god. It's where he's looking at his eye and he's got the little eyes oh, on his yeah, eye. Yeah, totally. And where he fucking breaks the dude's arm when he's arm wrestling oh, him. Oh, Jeff Goldblum. God. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Amazing, so good. Uh you're number one. Oh, I'm very glad no one's mentioned this yet. And I'm very happy with my number one pick, but it's Mr. Stay Puff from Ghostbusters. That's mine. That's my number one. Yeah. My, my wife. Yes. My wife. That's my number one too. Yes. My wife Kendall asshole. said that that should be my number one. She lo- she looked at my list and she kind of scoffed at some of them. Right. She's all Stay Puff Marshmallow Man, idiot. And I was like. Oh, yeah, that on there. dude, both of ours is the exact same number one. I I'm thought there's no way anybody's gonna have this. Yeah, I didn't think anyone nice. would either. No, it's one of the most incredible. Just like, cause it is scary. Like when he's like, bah! like crushing cars yeah. here. Like, yeah, think for half a second. Like it's funny and it's it's really funny. But think about it for half a second how fucking frightening that would be if that really happened. But then like, again, the, the list does isn't necessarily scariest monster. It's no, the like most best. awesome yeah, monster. Yeah, exactly. Best monster, so. so, yeah, same number one. Yours? Well, my number one was Alien, but I had I had more to it. Also, the face hugger Alien yeah. from Aliens. It's a flying... I wrote down, and everybody can see it on yeah, the screen. Yeah, it's amazing. It's, the face hugger is like a flying JJ coming at you. <laughs> It, it, is, it, it actually is Geiger. On lonely nights, this seemed like a cool idea, but when you put it into that kind of context, sounds rather frightening. Yeah, well, Geiger is obsessed with like penises and vaginas. If you've ever seen his art, so yeah. there, it's a, it is it's a, it's a pussy flying at you. I just ruined this podcast for any of our parents. <laughs> oh, I told my mom oh, crap, a long time ago. Oh, no, I told my mom a long time ago. My brother and sister were talking about. It. She's like, "Oh, you have a podcast." I'm like, "You can't listen." To it. <laughs> Sorry, but it, that, those things are so terrifying when they're mm. they're like spider like, but. It's also like a pussy, and it wraps around your throat, choking you, and it latches to your face. Like those things are fucking terrifying. <laughs> what are you laughing at? It doesn't sound that bad. Everything. It's okay. Uh, for some people, you know, that's all right. But man, I just don't go that way. That's <laughs> not my thing. Andy, what's your number one? My number one is I can't remember the guy's name, but in Bob. Slither. Oh, the, the Grant monster. Yeah, the guy that Grant was in Grant. Mall Rats and yeah, yeah fucking. Yeah. Uh, he nice. was in Henry Portrait of a Serial Killer yeah. too. Uh, uh, yeah, yeah. I can't think of his name either, but yeah, yeah. Uh, Grant Michael LeGrand. Rooker. Michael Rooker. Thank yeah. you. Yes. Nice. Yeah, yeah. That's a fucking great one, man. When he's like going through the field, I love when the. Well, the, I love that, but then the, like the end scene where they're all like entwined yeah. with him, and like everyone's like all part of this big massive body. Well, and where and where he turns around and looks, and that guy like gut, big fat guy takes off his robe and like. Gets absorbed yeah. in the back of me, looks, and he's like, "No, that is some fucked up shit." Yeah. <laughs> no, that's a fucking I've seen great the one. I know what guy you're talking about. Yeah, that yeah. does not look. Uh, all right, so let's go ahead and take another break. We'll be back in a minute for our next top five list. Right now, we are going to listen to the song "Reference" by Ether, and we will be right back.
And we're back. That now was good. Going to, uh, that was good. That was really good. And we're back. Where are we there back? you go. Where are we we're, back from? We're back. I don't know. Outside. We went outside. For we're back in black. Yeah. Um, we are now going to do our top five directors who have fallen from, from grace. grace. Just like John Carpenter. Yes, exactly. Yes. Inspired by John Carpenter. Unfortunately. Uh, because he went from amazing films like The Thing and Halloween, They Live, Big Trouble in Little China, Starman, Prince, Prince of Darkness. Escape in New York. Escape. Mm, uh, well, I mean, yeah, Escape from New York and then Escape from L.A. is what I was thinking. Yeah, I was like, okay. yeah. But then yeah. he went and on to do like total mediocre shit like Vampires and Ghosts of Mars, which is a... Well, and then what we were talking about the other day, those <clears throat> Masters of Horror. Masters of uh, Horror. He got really relegated to these Master of Horror episodes and he did like one cigarette burns where there was like some film collector trying to track down a really rare print and anybody who saw it like went insane and oh like killed God. themselves and I did like although I do have to say that I, I, I did like um uh uh how you mentioned how you Scream, actually mentioned Scream that movie. That's what's that's, <laughs> that's, that's, that's great. It doesn't matter, you still like it. <laughs> anyway, uh uh <laughs> uh In the Mouth of Madness. In the Mouth of I Madness I liked In the Mouth of Madness. Me too. Well yeah, that that's part of cool. well, the thing uh, in the Mouth of Madness and Prince of Darkness is what Carpenter calls his his uh, Apocalypse, Apocalypse trilogy. trilogy. Yes, yeah. I saw that um, about the end of the world. But yeah, and then he did Cigarette Burns and he did this other one, Pro Life, with Ron Perlman, who's Hellboy yeah, 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 and the yeah. Beast from Beauty and the Beast. Um, and and uh, but he's like, was, he's like Bizarro Tom it, Waits. Yeah, totally. It was <laughs> so perfect. stupid. Like I watched Cigarette Burns and thought, Ugh, whatever. This used to be fucking John Carpenter he did the thing, but the Pro Life was so fucking stupid. I didn't even finish watching it. I knew what was happening. It was like some woman pregnant with like a demon spawn and Ron Perlman's like this crazy like religious guy. And and I was watching it and he's trying to break into the abortion clinic where she's going to have an abortion. Uh, it was so fucking stupid. And the fact that it's like some social commentary just makes it all the more painful. And I was watching it and, and I, I think I said out loud and Kendall and my wife made fun of me because I was talking to myself. I'm all, John Carpenter, what the fuck are you doing? And, Ken, and Kendall's in the other room and she's like, Taylor Williams, you're such a fucking nerd. <laughs> well, see, and I'm concerned that uh, what has cursed him will curse me later in life, which is that his talent was in his hair. <laughs> and the more that he becomes a fucking white dandelion that you just want to go... <sighs> and blow it all off. Because that's what he just looks like at this point. That that'll, the same thing will happen to me. It's a little concerned. Anyway, uh, let's go ahead and do... Our directors, let's start back. Oh, you don't have these, Andy. I have right? a few. I have a couple. Okay, why don't you start off with your number five, Andy? Well, I'll we'll start off backwards. with an obvious one. Uh, Steven Spielberg. Spielberg. Huh. Spielberg. See, I thought about putting him on there, but he's... That's interesting. I don't, I don't he was know. a little... So I was doing... I, I, I was definitely doing, agree with some of it, but... I was doing a little research on a couple of directors. You know, this is... I, I, I added myself to this podcast a bit, you know, late in the game, so I didn't have too much time to prepare, but... But I thought of him because shoehorn Patterson. He has done a bunch of awesome <laughs> shit, like earlier, like Jaws. You were talking yeah, about, yeah, yeah. You know, and uh, Close Encounters, of the Close Encounters, and he's got tons even of great even E. T. You know, I mean, no, whatever. they're fucking still, good, man. Whatever. Like, yeah, and then, and then, yeah. So, and then he started doing other stuff. Well, I know I'm he was sorry. involved with the atrocious uh, Star Wars remakes in some regard, but uh, no, yeah, I don't know. No, if he, he was. wasn't. Was it? Wasn't? No, he was not. Well, no. then I don't know what I'm talking about. 
But I, I think he does, I don't, you're he thinking, does have some weak movies for sure. Like I think like AI Indiana Jones. AI. But and, that's the thing is if you go through and you go War like, of the World. AI War of the World. Right. But but this is the same guy that did Batteries Not Included. Okay, so like you right. got some blips on the screen. So, but so that's, that's what I mean. It's like I I, I mean that, that was my slow problem. Slow motion is sex. <laughs> that was my problem. Is to find, find a director <laughs> that. That like <laughs> fell like hard from grace and yeah and it, it was hard to find make a director that to, just like sure. totally blew it and kept blowing it after right. after that but that's what she I, said I have faith that he'll <laughs> I have faith that he'll come back and do something awesome again but well he, right. I think that well Indiana Jones was a cinematic abortion in my opinion yeah it was fucking terrible <laughs> I was so pissed about Indiana Jones. The more, at first I wasn't, and the more that I thought about it, I've just gotten kind of upset about it. Right. And the fact that he allowed Lucas, and this is going to be a segue, I'm just going to do my number five, <laughs> the fact that he allowed Lucas to tread all over it when he had a, uh, he, he had a script by Frank Darbon that Steven, Steven Spielberg it's loved. Darbon, yeah. That loved, and that everybody read it loved. I read part of it. Really? It was awesome. And then didn't Lucas that. didn't like it and used his big lightsaber veto wand <laughs> and was like, no, I'm George Lucas. I write terrible dialogue. I ruin everything. Which segues into my number five, George Lucas. Yeah. The original trilogy, American Graffiti, great. He, now, there's a little bit of technicality there because he didn't direct all of the original trilogy. Right. He did the first Star Wars. Lawrence Kasdan did Empire, which is my favorite, one of my favorite movies of all time. Right, yeah. Um, and in some other dude that I remember did Return of the Jedi, but it was all Lucas pretty much. You and remember Lucas, that uh, David Lynch was supposed to do yeah, Jedi? Yeah, yeah. Really? And he couldn't because of Dune. And, and how right. weird would that have been? And Lucas was, but had, but had, was basically in control of those movies. Well, and you bring up an interesting point with American Graffiti because you go, that's such a, a, a cool little movie. And you go, okay, so you did at one point know how to direct and, and understand like how to tell a story. Like, where did well, that even go? Even THX 1138, I think, is great. Too. Yeah, again, yeah. yeah. Like, good storytelling, good pacing. But, like, yeah. what the fuck happened? But then he... Money. Had the audacity yeah. to go back and change the original trilogy. Oh, that's so me he off. basically, I mean, he doesn't have that many films that he's directed. But then I thought, no, wait, he went back and redirected all the original trilogy. Yeah, and the only one that was still good and that had, excuse me, worthwhile scenes. What they were added was the Empire Strikes Back. Yep. It had an extended sequence with the Jabba. Wampa monster. Yeah, yeah, the ice yeah, monster. yeah. It was yeah. really cool, and there wasn't a lot more. But he adds the bullshit to the Sarlacc pit. He adds the bullshit in Jabba the Hutt's palace where it becomes oh, like an fucking... R&B number. Yeah, it's dude. the bullshit where he walks over, Han, like Han walks they... over Jabba's tail and he's like, There is seriously, he there's that the like... fucking shot where Greedo shoots at Han yeah. first. Dude, like... there's that whole five minutes uh, or like five minutes in, in Jabba's palace. It looks like it's from a, Sh a Shrek movie. Yeah. It yeah. is the stupidest. And, and then, of yeah. course, the new Indiana Jones, which I, I to tribute. <laughs> To Lucas ruining. I'm gonna go ahead and do that, even though. And Spielberg should have fucking known better. And I think I wrote something uh, somewhere that was they should have just hired a guy that was the over the top button guy. <laughs> and he sits on set. <laughs> and when they was like, oh hey, you have an amphibious vehicle, and then we're supposed to be surprised when it plops into the river and is actually an amphibious vehicle. <laughs> oh, and we go over one waterfall. No, I'm Lucas. No, 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 not one. Let's do two. And you know what? Even better than two. Three and then, the, and then the guy with the over the top button should have been <laughs> Lucas. Sorry, dude. One's one maybe. Yeah, I think that's great. Uh, my number five, James Cameron. Ooh. Oh, right. And what? you know you have to you have to take it into I think account. A lot like, of these are going to be pretty controversial. Now think about this, James Cameron. Okay, The Abyss, Terminator, Aliens, Terminator Two. I mean, the guy the I guy could make these blockbuster movies. What the fuck has he done since Titanic? 
Ghosts of the Abyss. The guy's doing IMAX movies. Like, IMAX, like, directorial. I mean, you think about how fucking long ago Titanic was. Mm-hmm. What the fuck has he done like, since like then? Like, a decade. He seriously, he just wants to bring the Titanic up from the bottom of the ocean and live in it. Well, he's doing on On, like, a little mountainside somewhere, and nobody's ever talked to him again, and he's, like, this weird <laughs> Howard, Hughes, Howard Hughes character, and, like, collects his urine. urine in jars, and, like, <laughs> you know, talks to his fucking toenail clippings. Exactly, and just, like... I'm Mason, you're in the country! You know how much money I've made from making movies? <laughs> like, it's insane. And especially when you go back and you watch a movie like Terminator 2 and you're like this guy knows how to make a blockbuster action movie like he has it down fucking pat and what the fuck he, it's like he did Titanic and just lost Stopped. his mind and just stopped well, he, yeah. he hasn't even directed anything since then but he's doing Avatar right now which is a, a new movie that's supposed to be all crazy and it's yeah. taking him forever because he's using some new technology and well, well hopefully I, something I good comes of it, for, but you know, doing different stuff though, like the IMAX stuff. I think I don't. But that, think I just cool. think it's a fucking cop out. I think it's you have all this money, and then so you're like, let's let's send a camera down to go through the Titanic. So it's <laughs> sort of like that movie I made before, but kind of different. <laughs> but I use a title from another movie that I made a really long time ago. So it goes to the abyss, but it'll be Titanic too. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing to do with it. You're number five. I like wow. the way you roll. Yeah. Thank you, sir. You're welcome. Um, do you, uh, I want to probably preface this whole top five by saying we know it's hard to direct a movie, and we make fun of a lot of actors and directors and stuff. But you know, you know what? I don't even. I don't <laughs> Steven even care. Spielberg and George Lucas, if you're listening, suck my dome. <laughs> I don't care. I don't care about that shit because like I can't play drums, but I know a shitty drummer when I fucking see <laughs> yeah, it. Yeah, for sure. And just the fact that I can't do well, I can't do that, and so I don't try to do that. Yeah. And so the fact that you can do that and then you do it really fucking stupid. I get a comment about it. Okay, that's what I have to well, say. Well, my number five Ooh, is yeah. my number five is Francis Ford Coppola. Oh, which and is on reason, my list mm-hmm. number two. Reason being, you know, Godfather one and two, of course, Apocalypse Now, Outsiders, Rumblefish, even uh, Bram Stoker's Dracula. Was I, awesome. Yeah, that was yeah. fucking awesome. Uh, almost but like, yeah, but, but his I had bad that, movies, which was interesting. His down. bad movies. <laughs> Jack, when Jack, it's so funny because I didn't I, I'm looking did at my thing Ew, and Jesus. I have exactly down that it says Jack. Um, <laughs> Godfather three, uh, Peggy Sue got married. Dude, Godfather three was a shit storm. Um, yeah. uh, even Youth Without Youth was okay. I didn't actually. see it. It's actually not bad. Um, Tim Roth is great, but it's not like he used to make him. So I and honestly, uh, the last thing that really was any good was probably. Dracula, and that was like nice. That was okay. Yeah. yeah, and that was just yeah, okay. and that still wasn't up to Coppola's standards. And I think a lot the of that was Gary Oldman, though. Apocalypse too. Yeah. Now, but yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. he just doesn't make him like he used to. And I really would like to see him come back. Youth without youth gave me a little hope. Um, it is an interesting movie and a very interesting story, but. I yeah. meant to. I tried to get it in my Netflix so that I could justify that his new movie was also terrible. Uh-huh. <laughs> it's, it's, uh huh. It's it's not completely. Terrible. But yeah, that was my that was my number two. But I'll have an alternate that I'll that I'll okay. use. Good call, Andy. Your number four, <clears throat> Brian Brian De Palma. Ooh, uh, ooh. that is uh, my number... that's mine. That's my actually my number one. It's my number yeah. two. Wow, it's my number one. You just fucked those we... two bitches over. Yeah, you did. It's all right. We all hate him. <laughs> Let's all name. talk about it, man. Uh. Carlito's Way, Untouchable, Scarface, Great. fucking Carrie, yeah. right? Yeah. Then let's go. I'm sorry, the Black Dahlia Mission is a Mars. Mars. Mission Mars. Mission Snake Mars. Eyes. Snake Eyes. But <laughs> yep, dude, Black Dahlia was honestly like, like I kept going. No, okay. 
No, I now I I, I know awful. I know that Hillary Swank has like a really fucked up accent in this, but just keep watching. It's gonna be okay. And I finally, like two thirds of the way through, I was like, God damn, what are you fucking doing? <laughs> like, here's the big twist to the end, and then we're gonna throw See, I some think I, dialogue. I think I fell asleep during that I movie. I did too, and I don't ever fall asleep during movies. Me neither. And I fell asleep, and the oh, next I suffered day, all the way. The through next the day, I woke thing. up and I'm like, I really don't care. I'm just gonna send this off and get Theodore Rex. Fifty <laughs> <laughs> fucking a. Yeah, there you go. No, I mean. Karate so <laughs> many, so many bad movies. Yeah, uh, Mission of Mars. Mission and of by Mars the way, was truly one, one that's coming movies. up. One that's coming up. Untouchables, colon, Capone Rising. Yep. I'm uh, not kidding. Yeah. So did you ever see Carlito's Wave? Carlitos Rising, or oh, the, he didn't have anything. Ooh, ooh, no, I've got his coup de grace. No, this is the jewel in his crown. Femme Fatale. Yeah. Yes. Oh, but you yes. got to see what's her name naked. Who cares? I do. Who cares? She could have. She could that. No, she could have mm. taken her top off. She could have taken her top off and had some Total Recall three boob. It wouldn't have made the Dude, movie. That would have been so awesome. Was so fucking horrible. What was that? Quad, quad, he truly has gone quad, downhill quickly. Yeah, and it's, it's, it's not like, coming it's back. It's the guy that did fucking Scarface for God's sake. Oh my lord! Okay, so you you yeah you 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 knocked off a couple with that one. Why don't you go ahead and do your number oh, four? Oh, you're just gonna skip right over my number. F- oh no, I'm sorry. We went the other way. Yeah, you're just gonna ruin my. I'm day. sorry. No, you do yours. <laughs> go for it. Are you sure? I'm rubbing your back. Sure? Do yours. You are rubbing my. I back. do this all the time. I go the wrong way. No, it's yours. Okay, that's what she's. Yeah. Okay. No. Okay. Number number four was uh, Woody Allen. Oh. Um, hmm. He did some classic. Classic movies. What's up? Love, His I, first movie, What's Up, Tiger Lily. I don't know if love anybody's that seen movie. it. That's one it's of where my he favorites. dubbed an old, like Japanese spy movie, which yeah. is with ridiculous dialogue. It's hilarious. And he, you know, Take the Money and Run, Zalig, Annie Hall, Bananas, yeah. Midsummer Night's Sex Comedy. Yeah. Uh, Purple Rose of Cairo. Mm-hmm. I mean, all amazing films. Funny, smart, different. You know, different. Totally breaking like movie making genres. What has he done? He did in the nineties. He did Mighty Aphrodite. He did Celebrity, which was and, and I will I will say, they're interesting movies. But in my eyes, he's fallen from grace because he made some fucking amazing he's trying groundbreaking to keep up films. With that daughter he married. And now you know, and you know, now I, well, I actually have a, I have a note and it says right around the time he marries his daughter, he just goes to shit. Jade. How many times can you hear Curse that? Curse of Jade Scorpion? Come on. Like, I, I gotta say that I saw uh, a trailer for his new movie. I can't remember what it's called. Cassandra's but, Dream? Yeah. yeah. That looked really promising. It I was thought like, Match it was Point a, was okay. Well, match, a dark looking movie. And I will agree with you that even though you okay. named some of his movies from his later era that I really like, none of it compares with his well, yeah, and, and really Yeah, and I wouldn't doesn't. even say that any of it's like super bad. Like, I don't watch it. It's, not it's like just like ho-hum. I, it's not like I watched The, be- the Bed That killed somebody or whatever it was that you the had bed, deathbed the bed you. that eats the bed that eats it's not like a deathbed it's not like oh my god I can't yeah. watch through this but I'm watching this and I'm like this is the same guy that did Zalig and, yeah. and the Purple Rose of Cairo no you're totally so, right so to me he's totally fallen from grace as, as a filmmaker no that's a that's a good one um, uh, should I should I just do one anyway since we're kind of my number one's gone but I'll do my number my number four uh, Alan Parker so this is the guy who did Midnight Express, uh, Fame, Pink Floyd, The Wall, Birdie. Which, that's a debatable good movie. <laughs> well, but but still iconic. I okay. mean, whether you can be like, oh, it's a great movie all the way through, or whatever. But like it, it changed a lot of shit. Yeah, like it was really a fucking. It totally like, freaked you out. When yeah. you saw it on shrooms. Uh, uh, Birdie, uh, Angel Heart, Mississippi Burning, and The Commitments. Oh, The Commitments was okay. Great. Then that so the last movie did The Commitments in '91. Since 91, he's made three movies. Lay it on me. Evita, 
Angela's Ashes and the Life of David Gale. Angela's Ashes is good. I like that movie. It's it's okay. It's good. I like it okay. But first of all, you you make three movies in seventeen years, and fucking uh, two of them are Evita and the Life of David Gale. Oh, Life of David Gale. I like that one too. Really? I thought that, okay. I thought that was fucking like stupid. Fucking I'm gonna, I'm gonna, it's the I'm guy that did with Sherlock here. And it's the that, guy that, that did Angel Heart and the Commitments. I expect a fucking lot more. See, of I that guess guy. I haven't seen those, so I don't know. You never seen the Commitments? Uh-uh. Commitments is. Why really am I doing a podcast with you? What is going? on? <laughs> <laughs> that's like, that's like uh, the on. Midnight Express last night when she said she didn't like Big Trouble in Little China. Oh, I don't even know. And I looked at her and I was just like. Cause you know you should just stop talking while you're while, while I still like you. Yeah. While we're still just very, show me them tits. So, and then she said, "Oh, I don't." She does have nice knockers. See, so there and, you go. And, and then she and then she said, uh, "Well, the real problem I had was was Kurt. Well, who was the guy? Is it Jack? Kurt Russell? I just thought he was bad in it. I was like, oh, oh, stop talking. Just stop talking. We'll get ready to watch it you again. You didn't even understand the movie. Yeah. yeah totally. Who are you? So that's mine. Uh, yours. Paul My Jim. number four looks like is Taylor's number one, but it's John Hughes. Um, let me explain. I'm Every, with you. Every, I am with you. Everything that he's directed is great. No, I love not it. great. Peg, um, Peg, Curly Sue was not fucking great. Well, okay. Dude. Other than Curly Sue. That movie Sue. was fucking terrible. But other than Curly Sue. Curly Sue. So wait, but you saw this movie. Of course. It's John but, Hughes. But, my okay, Lord. let me explain my, my reasoning. Cable. Obviously, Late. All right. Breakfast Don't. Club, Planes, Trains, and Automobiles, Uncle Buck, Ferris Bueller. Weird science. Weird science. You know, 16 Candles, all that and shit. And big, big titties. Ama- amazing. <laughs> but then he kind of Anything just... Anything bigger than a handful, you'll able to lose a thumb. Yeah. He, then he falls off the it's map as a director, <laughs> and he's like producing and writing the worst shit ever. And, and Home Alone, let me yeah. go through. Home Alone 2 through 4, Beethoven. Beethoven 1 two through, through 3. Five. Oh, yeah, 5. Oh, yeah. Wait, so uh, he didn't even flubber. do... Wait, he didn't even Robert. do Beethoven made in 1, Man- he did 2 through 5. Yeah, and oh, Made in Manhattan, he's producing... Made in Manhattan. He's producing and writing these movies, oh, I'm like, what is God. your problem? And Kendall I really hope said, he comes back and does something that's great, I doubt it. Yeah, Pure Illinois, because, man, because there was, waiting for him. There was, but Kendall was like, I don't know if you can use that one, because... Kendall is my wife. Because, uh, you know, he hasn't... The only bad movie that he's directed was Cur- Curly Sue. And I said, yeah, but I think that it encompasses more creative output. Because he's been a writer for some amazing films, too. He wrote the, the original, uh, he, he did uh, Animal House. Or no, uh, no, no, he didn't, sorry. He did uh, um, The First Vacation, Christmas yeah. Vacation. Um, he, what else did he write? He may have written Animal House, but I think I'm wrong. I think that that was somebody else. But he, but he's written some classic yeah. movies, and, and then... Beethoven? Dude, Flubber. <laughs> flubber. Yep. Awful. <laughs> Lord. Awful. Flubber. But yeah, I completely How many times has Robin Williams shown up that, with Drillbit Taylor? That was my number one. I, I, and Drillbit Taylor? He wrote that. Drillbit Taylor. Yeah. And, oh, and he, and he wrote a couple oh, of the newer I... ones under a pseudonym that he didn't actually even use his real name. What the fuck? You're so ashamed of what you're working on that you're yeah, using you're a, in a, your, you're in a your pseudonym? 60s, you're John dude. Hughes, you should, yeah, man. Like... Tapped into the zeitgeist of the '80s, and now he's writing fucking Made in Manhattan no, and drove his trailer. Zeitgeist, unfortunately. That, that's There's the second word of the day. Point. <laughs> point for I Taylor. Am major. We're good, dude. Okay, just quit it. All right, <laughs> we're, squ- we're squabbling about time. Uh, uh, you're number three. <clears throat> This one I didn't put too much thought in. It just seemed right to me. With Stephen job. King, like Stephen. Uh, Stephen King. Stephen yeah. King as a director. Yeah, he's not a director. Not a director. Didn't he direct the? Or, this no. is like when we were doing the Departed. And you were like <laughs> a movie about two brothers, and we're like they're not brothers. 
We're like, have you seen the movie? And you're like, okay, two kids who are friends, and then they end up, we're like, they don't even know each other. Oh, Andy. Have you seen it? Andy, you silly fool. Oh, Andy, you came to my podcast and said some shit. Stephen and King. some of it was wasn't author. right. Yeah. No, that's, he's an author. He I didn't know. I thought he directed All right, so Taylor, Taylor, you're number three. You blew it. Way to fucking go. Yeah, I, I go out, I, I fuck chicks. And <laughs> I don't watch movies like you guys all day with your movies and your internet. Did you win? Yeah. State at fucking. I took state in that. And I banged a bunch of things and then did some Surely. stuff. So, okay. Taylor, number, 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 three. number three. John Landis. Ooh, yeah. Uh, All right. Some amazing movies. Uh, Animal House. He did. Uh, Thriller. Thriller. American Thriller. Werewolf. Yeah, in American London. Werewolf London. Blues Brothers. Yeah. Uh, Kentucky Fried Movie. Kentucky Fried Movie. I'm reading them out of order for some reason. Three Amigos, Spies Like Us. Yeah, did oh, both of those, and then what, and then oh, but he went and did he did the fucking Michael Jackson black or white video oh, no. after Thriller. Ooh. I'll do the next Michael Jackson video. It'll have Macaulay Culkin in it, <laughs> and it will have the. We'll John see this Go little yeah. effeminate man beating and, up a car, and, and it will yeah for an hour. That's like, right. He did Blues Brothers two thousand, and then he did the Stupids with Tom Arnold. <laughs> the Stupids. Have you seen that movie? No. Aptly named, my friend. It's fucking terrible. And he's yet another director that uh, that has been relegated to the Masters of Horror series. That's right. But I will give him this. What did he do? The his deer woman? Yeah, the deer woman. Yeah. His was pretty good. Really? I will give you that. Like, But uh, come on, man. Like... The stupids... And, and I've heard that he's had some problems in Hollywood. There's more to it. Like, I've read that he's like... He won't play the game, and he, he's pissed off some people, and so he he's kind of lost. He won't play the game. Mm, but he's, he's pissed off some people, and so he hasn't been able to, like, at least I think I heard something like that. I read something like that right. somewhere in my internet travels, my nerdy right. internet travels. But that's mine. Go, bitch. My number three, okay. Ivan Reitman. Okay, yeah. You got, and, and okay, I'm going to do a couple of great ones, and then delve into some stuff where you're like, eh, but it was still like, oh, whatever. So you got Stripes, Ghostbusters. Dave, which is one of my personal favorites, I love that movie. Kevin Meatballs, Ryan. and then you got Twins. What's wrong with Twins? No, that's what twins. I'm saying. No, that's on my list. Like I'm I think kidding. that's a, one it's of the a terrible ones. movie. No, but it's funny and it's goofy no. and it's okay. No, it's not okay. No, I think it is. You're not Twins. Okay. Twins and Kindergarten Cop. Okay, those are another. It's like, not a tumor. Yeah, they're retarded. They're ridiculous, and it's funny, right? And you then, but be then the one telling stories about bears that go shopping. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> so, but then we get into, and then we have a big break, and then we get into. Junior? Mm. Oh, no. Six days well, just, and seven nights. Junior is just as awesome as fucking twins. Yeah, but it's starting to get, like, it's, it's like, heartfelt. Like, <laughs> I don't care that he's having a baby. I don't want to know anything about that. Is it an asshole baby? I don't want to know these things. Uh, six days, seven nights, where we're supposed to believe that uh, Harrison Ford has one week to turn Anne Hesh into a heterosexual. Zing! And then we have Evolution, which is essentially him going back and doing a low-rent version of Ghostbusters, Ghostbusters yeah. with fucking David Duchovny. And then my super- Ex-girlfriend. Those are literally the four movies that he's made since wow. Kindergarten Cop. That's bad. Good call. That is a good call. And I'm thinking, and I'm thinking about this with Coppola too. These guys are passing it on to their children. Yeah. Right. Because Ivan Reitman, you got Jason Reitman, and with Coppola, you Sophia. you have Sophia, and they're just passing on like. Although Maria we are, suck. we're done. We have nothing left. Take it. Take the talent and run with it. You know. Right. So good job. Anyway, that's mine. My number three is Oliver Stone. 
Now, um, nice. some people may disagree, but since U-Turn, which was like in the 90s... I like that movie, I too. Love, I love great. U-Turn, but he's also yeah, got... You got John Voight playing an old Indian guy. That's but fun. You got <laughs> JFK, not? Platoon, Wall Street, Natural Born Killers, Talk Radio. Love all those movies, but after mm-hmm. U-Turn, we get Any Given Sunday, Alexander and World Trade Center. Alexander was... You know what his next one is, though, don't you? Uh, the George president, w. Bush. George, George w. w. Bush, with uh, I, fucking Josh the, Brolin I, I, playing Bush. Does he really? Yeah, really? Josh yeah. Brolin and wow, and, uh, who's that. playing Cheney? Kind of think it sounds I, cool, know, man. I, he's, I honestly, as far as filmmaking goes, he's one of my idols. He makes some incredible movies. JFK is one of my favorite movies of all time, and. Um, I really hope he comes back and does something. I think he will because he's pretty active, but he just doesn't do the controversial stuff like he used to. Right. So and and it, I just really it's that risk taking. But he really has kind of fallen off since for like ten yeah, years. Yeah, World Trade yeah. Center was a steaming well, pile. Well, any and given it, Sunday, it's it, just like come and on. And it wasn't man, even like, controversial. It was just a story about it, you know. And right. That definitely could have been. So. Um. So let's go ahead and do number two. Uh. And and mine is actually uh, my number two is De Palma. So you took that already. Right. And I'm I'm just gonna do my number two yeah. is my I, number my, one. My so. number one and do you uh, have one? Two no, I'm out. I have an alternate. Have one, I'd probably I, say it was like some guy a that fuck. was a musician on there instead of the director. <laughs> Frank Zappa, Frank Zappa, man, he was great. But uh, like, he used to be really good, but then when he did uh, the Goonies two, <laughs> I don't need to see that. <laughs> Let me see your belly. I'm getting ass. Well, I'll do. I, I had some alternates, God. and and um, <laughs> this one is I, I I almost it almost pains me to say this, but I, my alternate number two was Terry Gilliam. That's mine. Um, because he has some absolutely incredible classic movies. Some of the, Mon- yes. the Monty Python movies, Brazil. Let's delve uh, because this and this seems to keep happening with a lot of these guys. They have this steady string, and then there's this chunk of time where nothing happens. And monkeys. so, yeah, if you go back through, we've got we got time bat. Uh, we, we, we've got time bandits. Fear and Loving Las Vegas, Fair 12 Monkeys. Yeah, all these fucking great ones. And like a totally new vision. Shit you haven't seen before. Brazil. All this great stuff. Then you have, very last one, Fear and Loathing in Which Las like. Vegas, 1998. Right. Then we fast forward to 2005. We have The Brothers Grimm. The Grimm. Brothers Grimm, which was awful. Now, during that period of time from 98 to 2005, he attempted to make Time Bandits 2. Ooh, I didn't really? know that. Attempted. Wow. A Tale of Two Cities. Who knows what that is? It's a book. Uh, the man, the man who killed Don Quixote. Yeah, and there's a really great documentary about yeah. him trying to make that. And, but see, the problem is he got so fucking weird and did, and he did so much bullshit, land, which was awful. Right. And then you have this. He got so weird that actually, uh, uh, what's her name that did Harry Potter? Uh, uh, the uh, J.K. Uh, J.K. Rowling. J.K. Rowling. Uh, wanted him, specifically asked for him to do Harry Potter and the Philosopher's Stone, the very first Harry Potter movie, and Warner Brothers wouldn't work with him. Like, now, nah, fuck that guy. Like, he's screwed us over too many times, he's wasted so much of our money, like, we don't want to deal with him. Well, I mean, but and it's, so they it's not, wouldn't. Like, it was it's like, not necessarily his fault. I mean, he has a curse upon him. On those things, floods, people getting hurt, He like does, fires. but at the same time, he is also the guy who's like, I don't want to do that. Like, yeah. we have to change all this. It's going to cost $7 million more million. And it's like, dude, just make a movie. Yeah, like, and how many, and, and although he's made some movie. amazing movies, I mean, how many of them were actually commercially viable? Exactly. Well? I which I don't really, which I don't really care about. making a Time Bandits 2 movie. I'm just blown away by that. Yeah. yeah. 
Isn't that insane? So that was that was my alternate number two. Okay. No, that's it, a great and it one. hurts me deep inside. So oh. now I'm out. That's that was the end of my mine. number one, and I think it's the last one here, is Gus Van Sant. Oh my god, I his am. last uh, movie was so awful. Um he, last one his I saw was Elephant, and I was just like Ugh. Well, he made Drugstore Cowboy, Goodwill Hunting, My Own Private Idaho, which are all decent I love movies. My own private mm-hmm. Idaho. Decent movies that I really liked, especially Goodwill Hunting. And then of course he remakes Goodwill Hunting with a black kid doing Finding Forrester. <laughs> And then he does. And now, dog. Thank you. Yes, I I have to quote it almost every podcast. Beautiful man, now, dog. And then uh, he does Jerry Elephant Last Days, which was the worst movie I've ever seen. I just don't get the experimental Gus Van Sant, and I really. Did you see the last one? I haven't seen Paranoid Psycho. Paranoid Park was so tedious. Really? And that's what I hate about it. To say it. Like this, <laughs> because it was so slow. Well, and last awful. days, last days, like all those movies, experimental wise, are, are slow elephant. like that. Elephant was okay. I could bear elephant, but last I days. Like the part where the two kids make out in the shower together. Booyah. Last days, there's a 20 minute scene of a fucking dude eating cereal. Yeah, I'm just like yeah, last give days. Me a break. Was- and it was like oh, it was painful so like to watch. thinly veiled to be about Kurt and all that. Oh, yeah. Just like I, although I did like even cowgirls get the blues. <laughs> I did, and I like Pat Morita being like the drunk weirdo guy that lived up in the cave. Oh, that was a good movie. But I can't, he's really it's gone down with giant I, thumbs. I agree. <laughs> it was fun. I have one more honorable mention, and it was Joe Dante, um, who did Gremlins, The Burbs, yeah. Gremlins 2, which is amazingly underrated. I love that movie. Inner Space and The Howling. The nice. Howling was great. Yeah. And he just fell off the map, hasn't done anything. Like oh, wow. he didn't really necessarily do anything terrible that I could, that I that I could think of, but he just stopped directing. He just did a film festival in in uh, Hollywood where he showed some movie that he's made. It's called the Movie Orgy. It's like four mo- hours long of all these different movies that he's cut together really bizarrely to form this storyline. It sounds really cool. Wow! Like he, he just, just did to, acid and walked out into the it was desert. His first movie. Yeah, yeah. He did it with someone else, but he just stopped. He hasn't done anything. And, and so the Burbs is one of my all-time oh, yeah. favorite. Oh, yeah. Top of the list. Yeah. Oh, Bruce Dern. Came with the frame. Bruce Dern. All right, yeah. do you want to Came with feedback? the feedback? Yeah, let's do feedback really quick. Uh, uh, and thank you for the top fives, you guys. Everybody you did a great job. Thanks for having um, us. So we have uh, Mark Middlemas. Middle, middle, right? Middlemas? Yes, sir. Okay. Uh, he sent us uh, uh, an email talking about the original Manchurian candidate saying it deserves its own show. So we'll look into that because I think that would be a great one. Yeah. Uh, directed by uh, John Frankenheimer. Yeah, Foo Boy. Foo Boy. Yeah. Um, he also directed Ronin and Reindeer Games. Yeah, for Reindeer Games. But he says <laughs> oh, it, he said it was really Charles interesting because, uh, you know, the movie was delayed because it released coincided with the assassination of JFK and sat on the shelf unseen for mm-hmm. years. Then after it was released, John Frankenheimer had dinner with Bobby Kennedy the night he was assassinated and actually dropped him off at the hotel Whoa. where Sarah Sarah shot him. So that's fucking weird enough to think about. So anyway, he kind of gets into it and talks about it and says the film was really terrifying, timely. You know, show some respect. The guy killed a presidential candidate. Uh, you know, talks about the film was so terrifying, timely, and revolutionary. You know, that's enough from the peanut gallery. I'm trying to talk here. He said that when it was made, and it still holds up today, especially in a post-9-11 America. So uh, that's really one that we should look at. Um, 
he said that he would be willing to trade the DVD for either Deathbed or Karate Dog. That's really <laughs> sweet. So, um, best comeback actor, That's he has Michael Caine. Absolutely brilliant. He says he developed an excellent lead in Alfie, the original Alfie that uh, uh, Jude Law did the remake of a couple years ago. Yeah. Uh, and character actor Sleuth in the 1970s. And by the 80s, he was doing garbage like The Island, The Hand, Blame It on Rio, and Jaws 4, <laughs> where the shark roars <laughs> and jumps out of the water and yeah. breaks the a giant place you have to know that if you yes. do a movie with Mario Van Peebles, you're just asking for trouble. Uh, but then <laughs> he came back and he did Cider House Rules in 1999 and reminded everyone that he was a serious actor. Now he's doing Children of Men, Batman Begins, and The Prestige. It's a huge turnaround. So That's a great one. That is a great one. It. And I actually, I, I hadn't thought of that one either. Good job, um, no, that was great. The other feedback that we have uh, was from Keith Callister, who wanted to say that he agreed with me on last week's show that you can't really com compare revived franchises now with when you were a kid. And uh, he was actually talking to Mark Middlemas, who had just read his last uh, email about this. And he said that the other day, he was talking about it with him the other day and says, I think people get so upset because they want to have the same reaction that they had to a movie when they were 10. And so you always have that unfair expectation because as we get older, we become pretty jaded and cynical and old cranky bastards. So it's kind of impossible to recreate the magic of one of those really cool movies that you saw when you were 10. Not because the movie is worse, but because you were an old cranky bastard. That's very true. You, you, I disagree. You guys, you guys touched on that last, yeah, you on did. last episode. And I, though. you know, and once again, I'll say it again, I'm defending a movie I haven't seen, but I just think in general, as they start going back and rehashing this shit, I don't have any frame of reference to say how good or bad something actually is because the nostalgia and magic isn't there now that I'm an adult. But I, I disagree because you could still make a film that maybe won't, I mean, you're never going to be 10 again, but this is, we're talking about Steven Spielberg, who was a titan of the filmmaking industry. This is what this is referenced to, is Indiana Jones 4. And you can go back and watch the other Indiana Jones now, I think, and objectively watch them. And you know what's kind of silly. When somebody dives out of a fucking airplane and the way that they save themselves... And, and lands, on a, lands, on, an, a lands on a snow... Yeah, like, and inflates a raft and somehow... In lands. air. Yeah. That's not going to happen. That's fucking ridiculous. And we all know it is. But there's all, they, they, they was used sparingly. And, and, and it was really cheese and tongue-in-cheek. And that's what those movies were meant to be. But this, the new one, it was just so much. And it, it, like I said earlier, over the top by Guy Button. Right. And, like, you can have these moments that are totally over the top well, and silly it's, it's and sort of unfeasible, like, but it just were, gets stupid and, and If you were to watch The Thing right. now, and it was a new movie, and The Thing came out next week, right. it would still be a, a pretty bitchin' movie, you know? Agreed. And totally I don't think agreed. that a lot of people would be like, oh, it seems so you know, uh, amateur in the special effects or whatever. I think that's what kind of what we're talking about here is that you see these new movies that, that may be part of a franchise or whatever, and you see them and they're just like, they're so modernized with the CGI and everything. It's right. almost like the easy way out with it, where it dates it, you know? It's like, they, it's yeah. like the... Uh, CGI gophers. You can't find some real fucking gophers? <laughs> I can go find you a fucking gopher to, to right now. Let's go. I'll find you a gopher. You a gopher That's a good point. By three o'clock today. That's a good point. With nail polish. <laughs> All right, so we're gonna go ahead and end it there. Uh, thank you, uh, Andy and Taylor, for joining us on this. And uh, goodbye. No, we're, we're okay. <laughs> you just—I told you not to worry about it. I'm not worried. Okay. So next week, we don't know what we're doing. Do you want to go ahead and do Glengarry Glen Ross next week? Um, because you may or may not be here. So we're going to say that now. It may be a Cinema Doofus episode next week. Palter's wife is literally 
ready to have this kid. Days away. So yeah. it could happen at any time. If it doesn't happen, uh, or it does happen, and he's just going to be a dick about it and be like, I got to go do my movie podcast, <laughs> we will do Glenn Gary, Glenn Ross. If not, uh, we'll probably do Cinema Doofus and we'll do Airplane. So one oh, way or the other, uh, we will see you next week. And thank thanks you for guys. listening. Yeah, thanks. Bye. All right.